This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. everybody welcome into the final show for the month of may for the bostonian versus the book my name is matt peralta alongside dave sherapin the book versus the bostonian as we roll here on a day dave that i wasn't positive i was going to be here given what my long weekend looked like how was yours because i guarantee you it was better than mine oh it was great man sunday spent it at the field saturday and sunday at the fields coaching at uh now 14u team Coached against Big Consig Kylie. And she she was a coach for the other team. And then Monday was good. Um, worked, did shows. You know, I'm, I'm just a holiday help for a lot of people. So I just did, you know, hours and hours of content and <laughs> it was good. You know, we, we had some food and that was it. I slept more hours than I've slept in a really long time. It was not a fun weekend for me. Amazing that you were still so active on Twitter, though, for sleeping as much as you were. I was not active at all compared to what I normally am. Really? Oh, my. The only day, only time, you probably because you were watching the hockey game and the, and the basketball game. Those are the only two times I was active. I was hmm. very inactive. And then I started to feel better. But I was, I mean, I, I fought the show on Friday. And then Saturday, I slept 15 of 18 hours. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday, I slept, I don't know how many hours on Sunday. I was in and out. And then I was able to feel better on Sunday afternoon. Yesterday was a recovery day. I probably did a little bit too much. But you ever want to lose weight, just get really sick. And you can lose five pounds in three days. (laughs) I didn't eat for, you know, literally Saturday and Sunday. I think I probably had like 400 calories in total in those two days. So that helps you sleep, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I mean, I, I tested negative for COVID. You know, I'm taking two COVID tests, tested negative for both. Um, you know, so I don't I don't know what it was, if it was COVID or it was just a really nasty bug. My, my daughter brought a cold home and it, you know, I got it, and then it just kicked my butt for about 72 hours, but you mm-hmm. know, I'm about 70% back. So I, I am happy to be here, but man, <laughs> being sick puts a lot of things into crystal clear focus, just going like, man. Oh, yeah. For people who are like who are sick every day, oh goodness gracious! I, I my heart goes out to any anybody dealing with long term illness because your health, nothing else really matters. You don't have your health, just kind of, you know, all the other worries kind of slide away and and go away, if you will. Without but, a doubt, and it's, it's weird too. I mean, I slept so much that I, I mean, I got up the last two mornings at four o'clock in the morning. I've been up yesterday morning and this morning at four a.m. I don't know why. It's great, isn't it? No, it's horrible. Talking about my mind, I I get tons of work done. Like I get so far ahead of my day, it's ridiculous. So, from a productivity standpoint, it's incredible. But from a like a lifestyle standpoint, no, thank you. I like sleep. It's the perfect time. You get a you get a lot of stuff done. One, two, go outside. It's a it's fantastic. Either see the sunrise or it's a perfect temperature because it's heating up. 
Yeah, it was hot over the weekend. The wind was blowing. There's a lot of stuff in the air too. Oh, I mean, it's just it's it's not. It finally, I think, is going to settle for a couple of days where we don't yesterday have. Yesterday was on healthy air here in Vegas. Yesterday, oh, it was like they were there were they were warning us about the air conditions in Vegas yesterday. They're like, hey, by the way, eh, not good. <laughs> no, it was bad. It was bad the last couple of days. Yeah, I mean, I, I was all I had my glasses on, my hat down low at the fields. I was constantly going like this. I was like, man, this air is terrible, but. Yeah, so it's good to be here. I mean, it's a long weekend. Last time we were here, Celtics were still playing. We come back. We got a Boston team in the damn finals. I mean, <laughs> we'll get to that in just a Found time being sick to put in all those years. It's been a long time, lean years for, for, for Boston sports fans. Just snapped the longest streak of a, of a lack of a finals appearance. Three and a half years for a Boston <laughs> sports team to not have a finals appearance. Not winning it, but just appearing in the finals. It really is a stupid run. It's 19 of the last 22 years a Boston team has been in one of the major four finals. That's a, that's a, for annoying for most, but yes, very, very happy for anyone that's a fan of one of those teams. For half They're of the dogs, show. though. They're dogs. We are. We'll get to all of that. 100 days today. Day. 100 days. Don't do this. To the start cares? of the NFL football season. God. Welcome to the final month. Tomorrow begins the final month of the sports calendar. Do you agree that July 1st is January 1st in the sports calendar? No. Really? No. Why not? It never rents. I don't know what the beginning or what the end is. Oh, it's For always me, it's, it's always been July one. Uh, Once we get through the NHL playoffs, the Stanley Cup final, the final day for the Stanley Cup final, game seven would be June thirtieth. That's the final day. It could be so we're done in June. NBA finals last day, I believe, is June twenty second. If it goes for a seven game series. So those two championships. First time in a long time that the NHL's after the finals. Yeah. So they planned that out, I think, on purpose. They wanted to be the the, the end, the well, last. The Olympic, the Olympic break and all that oh, stuff. Oh, that's what it was. They okay. scheduled into the thing and then they didn't go. They didn't all go. Stuff. Okay, that's why. Okay. Yeah. So June 30th, game seven would be June 30th. And then July 1, we get to the 4th of July holiday weekend on July 1st, July 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. And then baseball. <laughs> that, yeah. That's, that's kind of it. And so we have nothing until August, September, we get to football season. So yeah, I'm going to count down. I'm going to go a hundred days. I'm excited to go a hundred days, 99 more sleeps. So we get to the NFL. Oh God. It's just another day to me, but that's good. Oh, it's not. I mean, this is such a, so you don't get more jacked up for the fall. No, really? No, it's just, it's, it's just once a week. Wow. It's, it's, it's nonstop chatter. Contests, Sunday nights, the standalone games, the storylines, the rookie performances. It's all noise to you. You become, you're that unemotionally attached to the game. I mean, I like football, but I mean, I like baseball. I like basketball. I like hockey. I like it all. So it's just another season to me. Right. It's, it's way more noise. You know, it's definitely, you put everything on mute. It's a lot of, it's a lot of bullshit. I mean, a lot of bullshit <laughs> and a lot of stuff in the book with the head fakes and the fake plays right. and all the other stuff. People come out of the woodwork, you know, July and August, people would come into the book. Hey, I'm in from out of town. I'm a big whale. I play a ton in the pit. I want to bet a hundred thousand a game in the NFL. 
okay, buddy, who are you again? And they're all playing you. Everybody's playing you. So, yeah, I mean, when you've been in the books as long as I have, it's just another season. Interesting. All right, so we go to the said Celtics game, game seven. Ooh. Jimmy Butler lines up a three, 12 seconds left, down by two. Goes for the throat after playing every single minute of the game, not resting for a single minute. Any problem with the shot from Jimmy Butler? No, I mean, he's playing the game. I got no problem with the shot. I mean, I wouldn't have taken it if I was him. Oh, so you do have a problem with it. Oh, he's trying to win the game. It's a dagger. I mean, if it goes in, it's the greatest shot that he's ever taken in his life. Everybody can question it after. I don't question it at all. I mean, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't have taken it. No, if I was him, I would have, I would have at least tried to go to the basket. Um, it try to get an and one, get fouled, or just attack him. It looked like Al was backpedaling. It didn't look like and, he was. You know, Al was one hundred percent backpedaling. He was giving him the three. Yeah, and he did exactly what you know he. Did. I mean, Jimmy shoots twenty percent or something from three, twenty-two percent. Yeah, I'm I, thirty. Yeah, yeah. I'm not looking to. If I'm him, I'm not looking to take it. But I mean, he was amazing. There's no, there's no question in whether why you have a problem with it. Not in the least. It's yeah, a killer so going. It's a killer going for the throat. Right. I That's got what, no problem with going for the kill shot. That's. I don't like all this tired. stuff. Questioning it after the fact. If he makes it, you know, I hope you 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 prop him up and say, "Wow, guy went for it and made it." But all these people are like, "Oh, he shouldn't take it." Well, it's new school versus old school, right? I mean, the old school methodology is you attack the basket always you make the referee make the call you get to the foul line you hit free throws and then you force boston to beat you like that that's the old school methodology of playing the game the new school is in transition open three don't allow boston to tie the game or to have a shot to either go to ot or to win it instead boston's going to make a shot to win the game whole different story different pressure different skill set needed to win a game versus versus how the game could go in there in the floor and your defense has been tremendous all, all game long so boston you, i mean look jason tatum has got to figure out who he wants to be we'll talk about more him in a second but that offensive set for boston would have been very nerve-wracking to send them to the nba finals as to who takes the shot because marcus yeah, smart was marcus smart would probably have taken it. that's bad news <laughs> that's not good for boston he's got the biggest <laughs> ball every other center. shot yep, he did over five took the last five shots for boston missed them all so that's not good that's not what you want same thing happened in game six so boston had a 12 point lead with about a minute and a half left and they nearly blew it and they were trying to blow it because they did not know how to win that game you have to i was texting i think you too everybody was yeah. telling you, you have to win a game seven you can't be handed it against a game seven right. And Boston was expecting Miami to lay down like it was a Thursday, February ball game. That like, oh, we're down by 12, minute and a half to go, dribble it out. Not game seven of the Eastern Conference finals at home. And Miami had no intention of laying down. And Boston was just trying to hold on at all attempts, just grip and hold. And they got lucky. I mean, bottom line, that's my team. And I thought they were going to lose. I thought that Jimmy Butler's shot was going to go in. I think the legs playing all those minutes. That's why that shot was missed. He had nothing in the push. He had nothing in the leap. It was flat right off the rim. Easy rebound for Boston. Kind of surprised Kyle Lowry didn't foul at the end of the game. 
That was a little strange to me. I thought he would have fouled just because it would have preserved clock, fight to the end, foul Horford. And if you were on. Yeah, but then the game would have went over. Correct. <laughs> Which is what everybody wanted. I mean, a lot of people, I was on the over. My 199 wouldn't have gone over. I would have been, I would have lost by 198. But right. everyone who bet it late, who bet 198, 197, 96, they all would have cashed on the over. Game stays under. I was a little surprised that Lowry didn't foul there, but. That was a that was an interesting situation at the end of the game. But for me, I look at it and say, all right, you know, everyone in Miami is complaining about the tie uh, about the um, call on the sidelines, which Struess stepping on the sidelines, which he in my mind clearly stepped on the line. People are mad that the NBA went back and reviewed it. They were reviewing it to be a two or a three, and then they saw this foot was out of the line. I don't think that at any real Boston wins the game still. Maybe the cover comes in. If you had bet plus three, maybe you get a cover if that three-point shot is kept up, but I don't think it had any influence or any impact on Boston winning, even though Miami is now using it as a conspiratorial you know, angle to say that's why the NBA wanted Boston, even though I would agree. I think Scott Foster was sent to that game for Boston to win. That's why I felt very good about telling people to hammer Boston and felt even more confident when Foster was assigned to that game because the ratings for Boston versus Golden State will be much higher than Miami versus Golden State. So I don't like the fact we have to talk about that, but it factors in in my mind. Um, yeah, I don't – I mean, again, as far as the shot, I got no problem with a player playing like that. He's earned the right to take it. If he makes it, it's a whole different narrative. It's a whole different story. Oh, it's a, it's a Jordan I, moment. Well, I mean, they still got to win the game. There's still time left. They got to win right, the game. True, right. Um, in Boston, like, could yeah. have somebody play the, and then we're talking about hero ball for Tatum or somebody else who takes the shot and sends Boston to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think it takes some time or experience for a team to learn how to win those games. Agreed. And you can see that that the Celtics are still a young team with a young coach. Like at some point, you got to call timeout and say, "Marcus, stop shooting the ball. Pass it to Brown. Pass it to Tatum. Throw it to anybody." Right. Just stop shooting the ball because you're taking bad shot after bad shot and they're coming back. I mean, they're making four shot. They made four shots in a row. We had a 15 point lead, 13 point lead. Now it's two. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? You know, but you can't take them out because he plays such good defense. So right. I think you learn a lot right there in that situation. As far as that call, the NBA's got to stop the game. Stop the game. If there's a question like that, you don't just put it over to public address announcement. Hey, by the way, we took three points off because it was a, it was, it wasn't a three. It was on a line. What? Just keep well, playing. Okay. But hockey does it. Hockey does it for, for they go back minutes later. When they know. No. Goal. They know when someone's offsides. Well, they call review. They stop right. the game right there. Sometimes they let it play out and then they'll go back. Well, and no, they let it play out, but they stop the game. Right. Review it right there. Tell everybody there's no more play going on. Fix it and go back to that point in the clock. But there could be a goal that's scored in the meantime before they stop it. A goal can be scored and they can pull that goal off the off off the scoreboard. Of course, that's why you review it. I mean, right, they but it's happening. It. They, they don't stop the play based upon that one call that they missed. They go back and look at it after the fact. That's what the NBA is doing. It just took them. They were reviewing a two versus a three. That's what they said. They always point to the scoreboard, to the score table when they want it reviewed. They'll point to it. Was it a two or a three? Yeah. They were reviewing it. But the rule states, if a player steps out of bounds, 
then we can rule that the call that the shot doesn't even count at all. That was the right. one hook that people weren't all that. I didn't frankly know that the rule that you could do that, but that's if you're reviewing for a two or a three and you see the player step out of bounds, then you can pull the, pull the whole shot off the board. Well, that, that has to happen a little more clear. Mm-hmm. I think Agreed. if you're going to do that going forward, if, yeah. Because I mean, if you're down six or you're down three, that affects the way you play the game. Hundred <laughs> percent. Right in the middle of it. Yep. So you can't say, "Oh yeah, we just went back and fixed that." In fact, he was out. It now at the time, though, just to be safe, just be, it was twelve to nine. So it was a nine point lead. It went back to twelve. So it wasn't yeah. that close of a game. Even though Miami cut the lead down to two, they never really did. It was down to five. So, yeah, but again, at the same time. For future, get the right. process right. Like yeah, I'm right. not worried yep. about Fair. this. I mean, this particular thing could have handled been handled better, but next time, right, make it better. Like don't 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 have this come up again. So, I mean, that's I was like when I have discussions with umps now. I mean, I'm telling them something. Yeah, you missed that call, but don't miss it again. Yeah, because it's going to be a now crucial situation, and I'm going to have to get thrown out of the game, and I don't want to get thrown out. Of the game. <laughs> have so, you been thrown out of a game? No. Multiple times warned, um, and every time afterward, the ump came up to me afterward, after the game, and said, hey, man, I missed that call. I said, I know. That's what I told you on the field. You didn't have to make it, like, personal, such a big deal. I just feel bad for the kids because I don't care. I've had to tell our parents to leave multiple times. Get out of here. You, you You can't say a word to the ump. And I always start with the ump, like, you know, not yelling, just like, hey, man, time out. Did you miss that call? I mean, tell me, just tell me right now you missed it. No, I didn't miss it. Why? Well, because she was safe and you called her out. I mean, let's ask for help. We have a discussion. Never get loud, except one time a guy came over. He wanted to, he wanted to pick a fight. I wasn't picking a fight. <laughs> and then you got loud? Well, he was about six foot four and he was like, he had that, he had that big man's complex. Yeah. And he started, he started like bullying the kid. Oh. She was talking to her teammate. He heard her. He said, that's a warning. I said, hold on. What did she say? You talk to me, hump. Don't talk to her. You talk to me. You talk. You don't have to talk to my players. I'm not talking to you. He came over and he got in my face. I said, what are you doing right now, man? I said, what, what a softball game for kids. What are you doing? He's like, you're out of line. He said, I'm out of line. And it got a little bit heated. ST. Yeah, but nothing. To, I mean, I can't get that excited about that stuff. This, this stuff, though, you get excited about. I of mean, course. I don't want to talk about the officials. We are. But, Every NBA well, game, we talk about it. And it's unfortunate. I would agree with that. But it's the way that the league is, you know, people are starting to get very frustrated by this and getting very angry about Don't this. they put themselves in that position, though? 100%. Why How does Scott Foster keep getting these games? Aren't there more officials? No. I mean, you're supposed to have that. That's the thing everyone says that the Eastern Conference and Western Conference finals are supposed to be the upper echelon of your of your refereeing crews, right? This is the highest, the best, the best of the best. And it's clearly not because game six was refereed horrendously against Boston. Miami had the was given the benefit of numerous calls in game six because they wanted a game seven on Monday because they were going to miss five days between the NBA finals over a Memorial Day long weekend. They needed a game six. And then once they forced the game six, they wanted Boston to win game seven. 
And you can play people like, I don't like playing that conspiratorial series. And that's a bunch of tin hat nonsense. (laughs) Fine. You can tell me that, but I'm a big believer that the NBA playoffs are a TV show and their ratings are the most important thing. And to go five days over a three day long weekend without a single NBA game being played is not good for business. Not good for your partners. It's not good for your arenas. It's not good for your businesses, your advertisers. Everything's around the game. They needed that game seven on Monday because of what happened in the West. So it was once I saw Scott Foster getting game seven, I go, okay, that's good. Company man just walked in there to make sure Boston wins. Did he Sunday. do it? The game was Sunday or Sundays. Yeah. So same, yeah, on Sunday. So, but it would have been five days between Thursday start. Oh, Friday. Friday would have been game six, and it would have been another game till Thursday. Yeah, the next Thursday. Poof. You would have missed the in, in all of Memorial Day would have been done. And you would have had hockey own the sports landscape Saturday, for the week for Memorial yeah, Day. Yeah. So that's not good for business. That's I mean, ESPN's got both hockey and basketball. So I mean ESPN rather will have both, but they were gonna have something on their airways that was significant. But that's just kind of one of those things where you look at it and you're like, Okay, Miami win game six, Boston wins game seven. That's how I bet it. And it, you know. It's pretty clear to me what was going to happen in game seven. I didn't know how they were going to do it, but Boston get off to a really hot start. Miami came back, made it look okay in the second quarter. Butler scored 18 points in the second quarter. And that's where we can go to Jason Tatum winning the first ever first ever Larry Bird Eastern Conference Finals MVP award. Strange. Everyone voted for Tatum except for one writer. Jimmy Butler got one vote for it. Was it the right call for Tatum to win that award? Man, I... I don't know. It felt like an AAU tournament at the end, like that that whole thing. It's like, all right, who's the best player? Give it to that kid. Correct. Let him say here and then go. It was so awkward. I mean, yeah. it's cool that it's the Larry Bird Award and stuff, but like, I don't ever want to see odds on this ever. It's it's such a. I saw the NBA Finals odds. I'm like laughing. I'm like, oh, it's going to be if it's not Steph and it's not Tatum, who is it going to be? Has to be somebody. Somebody. Clay's going to have to go nuclear, or Jalen Brown's going to have to outplay Tatum. That's it. Um, Right, and even them, like their prices, they're nice. I mean, if you if you think one of them can win it, but I hate these voting things. I I know how it's done. I just. I, I mean, know. it's yeah. I mean, it's same thing happens with NFL coach of the year and I've, I've got, I've, I hate the awards as well. So I don't bet them, mm. but I mean, I, I was like, okay, fine. Like Tatum can have the award. I like that. He has the award. He's a three-time all-star, a two-time all NBA. And now an Eastern conference finals MVP first chance for him to play in the NBA finals. Now what did he do in game seven. I can't I, without looking good. Not great. They have 17 points, but he was really good passing the basketball. He was active rebounding. He nearly had a triple double. I mean, okay. he, was, he was good. I mean, he had, I think seven assists. He was big, but he wasn't Jimmy Butler. I mean, the best player on the floor for that series with Jimmy Butler. No, in three games, in all, in, in the totality in, of the in, the, in his bad, bad games. I mean, don't forget he had 22 points combined in three in two, games. In, yes. He had, he had four unbelievable games in three not so great games but in the totality of his series jimmy butler was incredible yeah oh he was i would have had no problem with him lose him winning it in a losing effort yeah very rarely does somebody get it um in that situation tatum's the next one i mean this is huge this is 
this is a big step, uh, winning this. And then if they win the finals, I mean, you said it. He's young. Mm. Well, it, one of the, one bucks, of the faces. it bucks all of the trends of you need to have somebody 26 or older to make the finals to be your superstar. And he's 24 right. years old, and now he's playing for his first championship. Did you have any problem with the picture that came out with him holding his head with the picture? With And then he tweeted out the note to Kobe, the text to Kobe he sent. I, again, I, I question none of these kids' motivations and things and stuff. And now everything's about brand, social media. I mean, he wore a 24 purple wristband during the game. Yeah, I like, loved it. Yeah, it's just, it's it's different. You know, he's a Celtic and he's wearing a Laker guy wristband. I don't know. It is what it is. I mean, it's yeah, great. Because you, you remember the 80s and the 90s. This kid's 24 years old. There was no and has never really been a hatred rivalry between the Celtics and the Lakers. There's no hatred rival between anybody now. In his life, yeah. So it's it's, it does, Kobe. That's what I mean. It, does, it pissed off Laker different. fans when Kobe was helping Jason Tatum. When, 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 it was, when it came out and he came into the league and he was asked, who's your mentor? And he said, Kobe Bryant. Everyone was like, wait, what? And Laker fans were like, Kobe, you're doing what? You're helping this kid from Boston? Like, what do you, Kobe was like, yeah. He's like, really good player and I see amazing things in his future. And I think he's going to be tremendous. And I, and, yeah. and I, I know people, he knows people were together family. Yeah. And then Kobe passes away and it crushes Tatum and he has, you know, a lot of heartfelt moments with him. And then like, I don't know, it's weird. I was going back and forth with some people on Twitter about it being like, you know, Jordan never would have tweeted that out. And I was like, okay, well I might see Jordan this summer. So if I do, I'm going to ask him. When they say, how do you feel about that? Because the famous picture of you holding the trophy after your dad died, it's like Jordan never would have tweeted that out. I'm like, I, you can't say that. You can never prove that what Jordan would have done. We don't know. We didn't have Twitter then. We didn't have yet a front cover Sports Illustrated picture. Michael Jordan on the ground, hugging the trophy, crying. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of people that say a lot of things on social media. If you don't promote yourself, who does? But I you mean, have a team though. That wasn't Tatum. Tatum's team did that. Like, yeah, like, but I mean, it wasn't it, social media. It wasn't random. No, I mean, but his team decided know. to put it out. I mean, obviously Tatum has approval of those types of things, but I don't That's, know. I, I I thought it moved me. I thought the moment was big. I thought it was an, an incredible picture of Jason Tatum in his locker, head on his hands on his head, with the MVP trophy at his feet. Him just sort of you know finally getting to the finals after missing it three times. I mean, That's we a forget this. Kid's 24 years old. He's been in the Eastern Conference Finals three times. Lost them all. I mean, this is what they said to each other. Brown and Tatum said to each other, they said we couldn't play together. I was one of them. I was one right. of them. Roll back my... I told everyone, go look at my Twitter account from December. Things I was writing and saying about Ime Odoka, first-year head coach, over his head, can't handle it. Brown and Tatum, they don't look like they want to play together. They look like they can't play together. Marcus right. Smart's calling out the guys publicly in December. Going out and saying these guys don't want it enough. These guys don't understand what they have to do to win games. There was real problems with that team when they were four games under 500. In I don't think that's a problem. See, that's why I see it different. Like it's it's guys policing the room. It's guys policing each other, holding each other accountable. They all started to get on the same page, you know, in January, and it just started rolling. Well, you're right because they went. They said it. They had one way to go. They had to go only way to go. They couldn't stay where they were. They either were going to rip apart Correct. or come together. They, the, that was the, that was the the tear was one left or right there was no straight yeah and they became a family and it brought them together and they got rid of Dennis Schroeder and they got rid of other players who were not accepting their roles and when they did that things changed dramatically in the yep. locker room and yeah. now here they are it's it's uh 
It's really impressive. I mean, it's really, did Tatum go to college? Where did he go to college? Duke for one year. Don't even remember. Yeah, it was Markel's, it was a Markel Fultz out of Washington's year. Boston I, remember, had, I don't Boston remember Tatum in college one second. I can't, so I, I, had, that's why really? I asked where he went to school. Yeah. I had no idea. He was outstanding in the tournament for Duke. Um, but he had one, it was Boston in the first pick. Philadelphia yeah. had the third pick. Philly traded up to go get Marco Fultz. Boston went down to three and took Tatum. Same spot they took Jalen Brown the year prior. At a cow. That worked out completely oh. opposite ways. <laughs> it, it destroyed the Philadelphia franchise. I mean, this was, could be this could be one of those. Good, if Markel Fultz was who he was supposed to be with the number one pick, you had Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. That's what Philly thought they were going to have. Right. And Markel Fultz is now playing in Europe. Dear God, if you'd had Tatum with those two. Oh my oh boy. I mean, Danny Ainge deserves so much credit for what this team just accomplished. It's very similar. If Boston wins and beats the Warriors, it's very similar to what Dan Shaughnessy had happened when Dan Shaughnessy built the Red Sox in 2004 and Theo Epstein took over and won Dan the Dan Shaughnessy, the writer? I mean, sorry, um, not Dan Shaughnessy. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, the GM that came before. I'm blanking. Dombrowski? Nope, 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 no. Um, not Dan Shaughnessy. Why am I forgetting the GM of the Red Sox before Theo Epstein? I'm frank, but the, the, the GM that became Dan, I'm forgetting his last name. The, the chat can help me out with that. Um, but he, he, he came before Theo Epstein and Theo got all the credit in the world for breaking the curse. But the vast majority of the moves in trades and <coughs> signings were made by the previous regime. And so you had, you know, a ton of Manny Ramirez, all these different moves. Yes. You know, Schilling was made was Theo got Schilling to come over, but Pedro was acquired and, you know, all these different things. So very similar that, you know, the team, the roster that was built by Boston, sure, Ime Adoka has an incredible job and Brad Stevens couldn't couldn't get him over the hump. Ime Adoka did. Dan now, I mean, uh, um, the, the Celtics roster was built before Brad became the GM. Brad did make some moves and Brad did make some trades. Derek White was a huge addition at the deadline. Played great. He's been, he's, he's had some great minutes. Whew. He's been tremendous shooting threes oh. and just playing defense and being just a, a great guy off the bench. Um, you know, there's been players who have developed nicely. Peyton Pritchard has been a nice weapon. Yep. And one player to watch for the Warriors is going to be Gary Payton Jr. And whether he's coming back in this series. And if he does come back, that's going to be a big lift for them. Is there it's even gonna, a possibility of that? Yeah. Fractured wow. elbow is supposed to be available by game three. <laughs> wow, that's is, is crazy. What, what they think. So he could be around. So that's a big addition to them. So, I mean, the Warriors are minus 150 to win in the finals. You like the price? Is it fair? Oh, I get it. Um, do we know if it's two, three, two or not? It's two, three, one, one, one. Sorry. Two, two, two one, two, one, one. I was one, shocked one, at that. One. Um, yeah, the Warriors have to be favored to have home court. There's a lot of money on the Celtics on the futures. You gotta, you gotta make it. So they gotta lay it if they're going to hedge, you know, if people are holding 50 to one, 40 to one, 30 to one, anything more than, Minus 150. I mean, it's a it's an automatic, you know, lay down. You just make money either way. Um Boston can win. 
not just saying it because the show's called Bostonian versus the book. Boston could win the series. Do All you, these people are like, oh, Warriors in five. It ain't priced like it. Do you think that the Warrior number comes down before the series starts on Thursday? No. Does it go up? Um, yeah, the number's starting to go up for the game. Right. So they're going to bet that series that way too. Okay. You know, this number – if the Warriors win game one, the price goes to minimum 250. Okay. You know, so yeah, I know that. The guys that bet and want to take a position know that. They can lay 150 and they can take two dollars, you know, the other way. If they like Boston in game two. So. That's what, yeah, that's I think it's a split. I think it's a one-one. Warriors winning cover in game one, Boston outright in game two. Yeah, uh, I can see that. I think the Warriors get game one. Yeah. I just think it catches up. I mean, with the his Boston lost every game one? It, yes. uh, they lost to Milwaukee and they lost to Miami, right? Yeah, I mean... They, they beat they, Brooklyn, but... This revenge tour is something else. I mean, if Boston wins this title, they will have gone through the most insane run, and I get that Milwaukee wasn't 100% with Chris Milton being out, but what they have done by going through Brooklyn going through Milwaukee, going through Miami, and going through the Warriors without having home court in every series is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, taking down, I mean, incredible talent, star players, knock out the defending champs, knock out. I mean, it. this is one of the more incredible runs for a team led by a 24-year-old in basketball history if they win this thing and beat Very impressive. Very you know, impressive. Win, you know, win four games to get there. But I mean, just getting here, you got to learn how to win. I mean, that's yeah. one of the things you, you got to learn how to win in Boston. I don't think that's the only thing that kind of gets me is I don't think they know how to win a series like this against a three-time champ. It just, it's a big ask. It's a big, big ask of anybody to come in and win this. But I saw this, this is interesting. So our friends over at BetSmart ran a simulation. Look what the value is here. If you want to bet this, the prices as to who can win in what games, there's actually some value here. Nice value as to Boston, the algorithms, the number geeks, the models are all loving Boston. They have for three months, but in this series against the warriors, it's remarkable to see it. You're like, wait a minute. You haven't seen it all this time? I have, but now this is numbers these, and Farrell put numbers every day. Put it up in a second, but it's it it's by five. We've got a we've got Boston to win in five and Boston to win in six. Boston in five. Yeah. Wow. And there's value. They're showing numbers that are dictating that Boston defensively is going to have a huge advantage in this series. So there's you can see it. Boston series ends in six sprinkle Boston in five with these numbers, 36%. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I'll read it. Cause I know it's a, it's a little hard to see on the screen, but Boston in five right now value is a 36% margin on it. Golden state in six has a 19% margin, but the series to end in six, 18% value on that. Right. So bet Boston to win it best bet the series to end in six games 
and sprinkle on Boston to win the series in five. The price is pretty good. I mean, it's nine, it's nine and a half to one right now for Boston to win in five at certain books for it's five and a half to one for the Warriors to win in six. And it's um, basically two to one for the series to end in six games, the Warriors to win in six. Yeah. That's the other, that's the other value you could jump in on. But I mean, it's, there's some real prices there on Boston to win this series that they believe that there's value. There's 13% in value on Boston to win the series. I love that. I love when they start talking about the value. That's that's my favorite thing. It does. I mean, obviously, it doesn't mean anything, right? But it is interesting. You, please tell the people that it doesn't mean anything. It, it doesn't, doesn't mean, anything. mean you can find value in anything. Correct. You overpay or underpay. But the, you've talked about this. This is why you talked me into the bet ten to one for Boston to win it all before they went on their West Coast road trip. You were like. Huh? The number, look at the numbers. Look at look at the value on this team right now. They're hot. Everyone is saying this defensively. Look how they're playing. And I I took a 10 to 1 flyer because you talked me into it. I was on the Warriors myself. I bet the Suns and the Warriors myself. Suns was wrong. Warriors is right. And then you were like, get the other side. Bet Boston. I was like, I don't know. I wasn't buying. I wasn't a believer. I wasn't a believer until like April. <laughs> like it took me the entire year yeah. to come around that these guys actually could be here four wins away from a championship. But I think like you're talking about, everyone is saying warriors, warriors, warriors. And this feels like football to me where the analytical people are raising their hands saying, let's break this down for a second. Marcus smart on Steph Curry, his worst shooting percentages in the NBA over the last three seasons have been against the Celtics and Marcus smart. They know how to defend this team. They do. They know how to take these because they switch everything. Teams that can't switch get killed by the Warriors. Boston switches everything. These are two Greg Popovich disciples and Udoka and Kerr running Pops sets against each other. They know what's coming. They know what they're going to do. They know all of the pick and pop. They know all the games, all the roles, all the different nuances of the plays because they've been taught by the same dude. Yeah, this so, is going to be a great series. I, I think it's going to be a great series. I think it's going six or seven games. I'll be surprised if it doesn't. Um, I think Boston can win. I see it. You look at this stuff, and I always go back to like one or two Super Bowl moments when we were in the book, and it felt like we were seeing a different game. And then we watched it be bet like it was a different game. And then we were really right. It was the Denver-Seattle Super Bowl. I'll never forget it. For two weeks, all I heard about was Denver and Broncos and offense and all the stuff. And we just kept saying, I'm betting Seattle more. Like, do you see the way they play defense? Do you see what could happen? Like, yes, Denver could win. They're going to have to play the game of their life, and they're going to have to match the defensive level. Seattle just has to play their game. They're going to win. They're probably going to win going away. Boston doesn't have to change a damn thing other than stopping and let Marcus Smart shoot the ball at the end of the game when it's close. <sighs> they got to just, they got to say, listen, Marcus, love the enthusiasm, Dave, love your energy. Stop shooting the ball at the end of the, the game. He's the only one with the balls to take it. Well, that's, that's, that's the, that's, that's, that's the problem. problem right. It's, it's going to be an experience thing. They got to, I like, think take, let's go. The growth is there, right? Well, it's give me the ball and get the F out of my way. Like, this is where I was a not to I don't mean to 
disparage anybody who wants to honor a, a, a role model, but Kobe Bryant, like wearing that wristband, I was like, okay, if you're going to have the Mamba mentality, Jason, where is it? Like, where is the, give me the ball isolate one-on-one. I'm going to go and beat the dude in front of me. Cause I can't they don't do that. Well, that's why you I, I can't agree ask him to do it when they don't do it. Well, the team doesn't run offense that way. They share the basketball. So I'm not really, I, I'm not, right. I, don't, I don't hate on it that, but like, that's where, I don't know that that's where like, if you're, he rebounded, he played well, he passed the basketball. He was a very good defender. He played the game on both ends. He was tremendous for Boston. He was their most valuable. I don't mind him winning the valuable player award for that reason, but man alive. That was frustrating at times because oh. the smarts jacking shots and missing shots and jacking shots and missing shots. And you're just like, this is, and they missed so many layups. Boston oh. never should have had that game come down to be that close. They missed three straight layups at one point in the final four minutes. Yeah. It's like guys, like, come on, man. You can't just crumble like a sandcastle here. Like this is, it, yeah. And well, that's the, that's the only question I think that is legitimate going in. They play defense against everybody. Yep. And you're going to ask, I mean, you're not asking Draymond to make up the difference, but they're going to slow Steph down. Yeah. So you better have, you know, Clay and Jordan Poole, who's never done it before in this realm either, do it. Wiggins is the problem. To me. Wiggins is a matchup problem. So if you look at the way Boston going to have up, a big game once or twice for well, sure. Well, it's Marcus Smart on Steph Curry. It's Clay Thompson on Jason Jason Tatum on Clay Thompson. It's Brown up against most likely Wiggins, but maybe Poole. Al Horford against Draymond Green. It's Poole or Wiggins is the question for Boston. It's who winds up like when Grant Williams is in the game. Who is he guarding? Can he handle Wiggins? Probably not. Can he handle Poole? Probably not. So that weapon, and then when Peyton comes back, what that does to Boston's rotation, that's going to be the most interesting dynamic for me. It's how does Boston handle the fourth and fifth scoring options? Because I think they got the first three options covered. I think they can, that they won't stop them, but they can slow them down and make it difficult for Steph to get the open shots that he normally gets. Because Steph has had some rough games in the finals against teams that can take him out of his defense or out of his offensive sets, force him off his spot, get him away from the basket, make him jack, you know, shots from the logo and he can get cold. I mean, he can get hot too, but we've seen this team. I mean, Boston played at Miami, Steph Curry, sorry, at golden state, Steph Curry rolled his ankle. They were two point dogs. They won by 22 points. Curry goes off. Boston killed them. If Steph Curry gets hurt in this series, they're in real trouble against Boston. I'd say it's going to, but Steph is injury prone late in the year. We've seen it before. So like he is, Steph's got to be Steph and he's not. Boston has a deep enough offense to take care of business here and win this. I yeah. can't wait to see under game one is the only thing I feel confident under. Let the public it might be bet. under every game. Yeah. Let the, let, let the public bet it up. Take two twelve, two thirteen. bet the under in game one. I think these games are going to be wars. Yeah, this is going to be this is going to be that type of game every game. This is going to be I don't want to say it's just going to be come down to who makes more threes, but I mean that's what the game is pretty much every night just in general, the NBA. So there's a couple bets I was looking at. Um FanDuel has a game one series parlay that we Beat everybody up on with Milwaukee and Chicago. 
back in the day for you that guys one. that were listening. Game Golden one. State to win game one and Golden State to win a series is plus 110. Oh, I like that. Golden State to win game one and Boston to win the series is plus 390. I like that. <laughs> so Who you could that? actually Fandle? take both sides. That Fandle? That's Fandle. Yeah. You could take both sides of the series and have plus plus oh, and work take- off of that. Well, I already yeah, have catches I, if I like the Celtics win. Well, I have seven to one and ten to one already going in, so I'm already in plus money territory already. I'm already going right. to cash. So right. it doesn't matter how much do I want to eat into a potential profit margin that I'm going to have. But I like that because I do. I feel I'm very confident Golden State wins Game One. Very. I mean, I, I'm very confident. Yeah, that's. I. I mean, it really does feel that way. Um, so now, you know, you lock in a price on both, but. I can tell you this, they ain't going to be no plus Boston. I'm not going to be a plus 390 on the series price after game one. So there's value there. If you think Golden State's going to win game one, you got plus 390 in your pocket. You can do whatever you want after that. In addition to all the other stuff you got working. So you got 10 to one on one side, seven to one on the other. Now it's just about adding to your positions. That's all. I'm just trying to maximize. No, I like I like both those bets a lot. I think yeah. both those bets make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and essentially, it hedges off of the other. If Golden State, as long as Golden, as long as game game one goes the way we think, you've covered the other side loss. You'll make some money on the plus one ten. Well, it's crazy in that in that pool, Boston winning game one and Golden State winning the series is the biggest price. That's plus four eighty, whereas Boston, uh, Boston. Is the second choice at plus two sixty? Yeah, I mean Boston hasn't lost back to back games in the postseason. I don't think they lose back to back games in this series. If they do, they lose the series, and that's very possible. But it's just this team. I'm four zero when I say hammer Boston in the next game. So far here in the playoffs, and if Boston loses game one, I'll come back and say hammer Boston in game two because I, I just think Boston will come back and bounce back and make adjustments because Ime Adoka has proven to be outstanding and making adjustments and changing the way his team plays to befuddle the opponent in the comeback and hit shots because they get shots. And then when they miss shots, they don't miss shots for back-to-back games. I think that's the most impressive thing about this team is that they get the looks, but even when they miss the next game, they come back and take the same looks. Grant Williams, one time during the series against Milwaukee had a horrific game, came back and was on fire the next game. It couldn't miss taking the same shots. He got the game before. And that's the thing about this team is they don't shy away from the offense. If the plays are there, Idoka has enabled them to say, look at these are good shots. You're just missing them. You can make it, make it tomorrow. And they do. And they come back and they win. So yeah. that's what I think is so, is so crazy. Go back to baseball. It's Dan Duquette. I was thinking Dan Duquette. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry. Dan, Duquette. Dan yeah. Duquette. Sorry. I apologize. Good job. So Cal DJ. Thank you. Uh, in the chat. Um, all right. Let's talk hockey. Yeah. Talk, talk basketball long enough. Rangers smacked the hurricane six, two yep. in game seven on the road. Now I know there was a goalie injury and that's significant for what the final score looked like. It was two, nothing goalie gets hurt. Three, nothing bang game over game goes six to two live in game betting saved my ass yesterday in that game yep. because I was <clears throat> on the under and I was on Carolina and then I bet over, over six and a half and over five and a half in the first period and hit both hit them both thankfully but what do you make of the rangers and the way they played yesterday 
we are we have are we done underselling the Rangers? Are we buying in? Oh, I I mean, I went and bet them to win a Stanley Cup yesterday. I I thought they were the better team in a majority of the series, and Igor's back. Yeah. I mean, give me a goalie that can play like that. He kept them in games. They didn't win game five, but that game five could have been a lot worse. Game six, they threw while Carolina could, they threw everything they could at them. They could they weren't scoring. I mean, they just weren't scoring. And then the Rangers get a lead, lock it up, and then so yeah, I, I said this team's live. This it's gonna take that to beat Tampa. The Rangers have it. They are they can't beat Tampa. I can't believe the price is what it is. I cannot believe the price is what it is. They Tampa don't have home ice. I mean we'll get to it in a second, but yeah. Home ice means a lot in hockey when the coaches can match up lines, they get the last change. It's a big deal. I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. Tampa's still the champ. And again, we say it all the time. You hear it in boxing. To be, to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. As of right now, the Rangers can. As of right now, the game hasn't started yet. Not sure they will. You know, I still think Tampa's the best team with the best goalie. But the Rangers are right there. It's wild because I went seven and three on the total bets in this series. I'm actually really bummed out that the series is over because it was such an easy run on the under. And then it just turned to that one over. I lost it. And then yesterday I hit two bets on the over one bet wrong on the under. So I wound up getting seven and three. I don't know how this series goes each game because. Oh, it's going to be a lot of unders. Vasilevsky can stand on his head and I don't like the Rangers five on five still. I yep. understand power play wise, they're outstanding, but the difference Carolina went one for 18, I believe for power plays yes. in the series. Yes. Tampa's not going one for 18. No Tampa can match. So that game was over when it was two, nothing on both power plays in the first period. Correct. Again, what happened to game sevens? No penalties being called. That's why I bet the under Whoop, stupid me referees were calling everything. So bam, right there scoring up in the final two games, the referees called a ton of power plays and it really benefited the Rangers. They took advantage because that's how they score. They score in their power play. Tampa has as lethal, if not better special teams than New York does. So I know it's Igor. I get what he could do, but Vasilevsky can stand on his head at times and steal games as well. So this series, while it, I mean, I don't know. The other series we'll get to in a second. That is oh. just a ping, uh, a pinball score type game type series coming between Colorado uh, and Edmonton. But this series, I, I think, could be another under series. Could be five, under five and a half every night that, that we take, and it's two one three two type hockey games that we get into. So you, meant, you mentioned the price, Tampa minus one ninety for the series without home ice. And 0-3 in the regular season against the Rangers. Yeah. What's, what's going on with this? Is this bracing for public money? Or is this just the books taking a position here? Because it feels like the public is going to wake up and go, wait, the Rangers haven't lost yet to the Tampa Bay Lightning. I get plus money? Yeah, I don't know where you got minus 190, but it's minus 175. It was 190 this morning. Huh. I got a lot it's of still minus that, one. It's still minus one ninety right now at Fandle. Wow, well they must be doing their own thing because it's minus. It's painted minus one eighty or one seventy five everywhere in the world. Yeah, right Fandle's li- Lightning win the series at minus one ninety, uh, plus one sixty on their side at Fandle. 
you got to get ahead of the series price if you think it's going to be a split. I mean, just like Boston was, right, against Miami, same right. same situation. You put the Celtics as minus 175, minus 180 against the Heat. You know it's going to be a long series, but you keep the price ahead. So, you know, if they have any futures and stuff, you got you can't lay it or take it and not have you in control. But the, the problem with these series prices, a lot of times some books, they get they get behind the move, and now they get it in a position where you can't win. It's, I mean, we've talked about it off the air. Sometimes I wonder what's going on. I don't think it's books taking a position. I mean, FanDuel might be. FanDuel might like the Lightning, but FanDuel likes the Lightning to get a split in New York. There's going to be a split. Um, rust or rest? For Tampa, a lot of eight days. It's a lot of rest. I don't like it. I don't like it, but I also don't like a seven-game series in which you had you have injuries and guys who got banged up in that. That was a physical series against Carolina. Truba is taken out like studs one by one. He, I mean, he blasted Crosby. Yeah, took him out. He hit that guy last night. That was clean, and the guy couldn't even stand up. His legs were jelly. He fell off. Trying to get off. Raven and that's the how they ended up with the penalty because yeah. he couldn't get off the ice fast enough that a guy led, did the line change and it was too many men on the ice. Led to the second goal. Game was a wrap. Yep. They weren't scoring three goals last night, no matter what that happened. That was on with Gabe and Cam. I said, this one's over. Let's start talking about baseball. Yeah. So it's true. It was. I mean, I, I, I mean, I was, I, I was our, our friend Chris from Cool Bets said, I'm coming to Vegas. You're on. Carolina, I'm on the Rangers. You buy dinner when I'm in Vegas. I said, done. I'll do it. We made a dinner bet. So I owe, I owe him dinner now when he comes to town. That's fine. I texted him. I was 2 nothing. I tweeted at him. said, pick your spot. We're going to dinner. It's 2 nothing. Game over. He, That's it. We're we done. were texting on his side. I said, what are you doing? You trying to get a free dinner or what? <laughs> and he's laughing. He's like, well, you can come. I said, you're yeah. damn right I'm coming. <laughs> That's fine. I'm, I said, I'm, good. I'm good. I picked was, the restaurant. We're good. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun bet. Um, l- listen, it, it, this is the way it runs out at the end. A seven yeah. game series is is it usually doesn't end well for one of the teams. But they were seven and zero at home. In Carolina, the game went. The game script. This is how I bet it. The game script had to go with no penalties on Carolina. That was my. They whole had to handicap. score first. That was their only way. That too, Once they didn't score first, I was score like, first, but also the power, the power play for the Rangers. Like they could not go down to Igor. They could not let them get two power play goals or even one power play goal and uh, let it to Igor. You were absolutely effed if that was going to happen. And then bang, five minutes into the game, power play goal. I was like, mm-hmm. all right, that's really bad. Then eight minutes later, bang, power play goal, game over. Like that was just. But okay, bad handicap done. Game script went totally the way I knew it could not go the yep. way it went. Yep. I mean, both power plates were both calls were legit. I mean, it's a hook yeah. and call, and it was a too many men on the ice. But just yeah. normally, you see the referees do three blind mice in game seven, and they're just like, Whoa, what's uh, I don't see what's going on. What was that penalty on who? No penalty. Yep. They were like, Boom, arm up in the air consistently over and over again. And I was like, Okay. Yep, move on to something else. And then I was then I started, it was two nothing, and I was watching the numbers. I saw six and a half, bet it, and then dropped down to five and a half. I said, bet it again. They're like, and everyone was like, what do you mean bet it again? I was like, bet it again. They're gonna pull the goalie. This is gonna be a third period, like it's gonna be four nothing, and they're gonna pull a, a goalie and just go crazy. And yeah. New York's gonna know. 
And that's what happened. Two meaningless goals get scored for Carolina, two open in open net or two open net goals for New York. And it was eight, yep. six, two final six, eight two. total hits. So that was predictable in the second period. The pace of play in game five, sorry, game six and game seven was totally different than the pace of play in the previous five games. It was, it was interesting to see both teams turn it up and say, all right, we need to go play more up tempo and give more scoring chances. But it caused Carolina's defense to be very lackluster and sloppy going up tempo. And I mean, they just need an elite goal scorer. They, they don't Something have was wrong with Ronta too. And yeah. game six, you could see, I mean, he got pulled, but he looked the same. And that first goal, I thought that was, I mean, I said it on Friday. I think there were like three or four soft goals total in the whole series. A couple of them happened on Saturday, which again, we told everybody. I mean, that was like a Rangers dump all in in game six. There was no doubt in my mind that was going seven. But when he let that first goal in against the Rangers, I was like, that is uh, that is done. If the, if the Hurricanes do not score in the next three minutes, this is done. And then they got the power play and scored again. It was a great tip by Kreider. That was it. Yep. That was all she wrote. Yeah. All right. Tonight, before we start this series, can Edmonton beat Colorado? This is Hell in better. Yeah. This is in better to book it, but can Edmonton win this series? Why not? Why not? Kemper is gonna is the Stanley Cup goaltender. One of my 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 brother-in-law, brother Smoke, texted me and said, Do you know that the three goalies left of the four right now? Are former Arizona Coyote goalies, Mike Smith, wow. Kemper, and Ronta were the last three starting huh. goalies for the Arizona Coyotes. Not good. How is that possible? Not the best. <laughs> <laughs> how how is that possible? One of them's going to play for the Stanley Cup. Jeez. I mean, who would have thought it? So, can Edmonton beat Colorado? Damn right they can. I can't Boy, believe Mike this Smith's price. Gonna play. Boy, Mike Smith's going to play. This price is too good, though. We'll get it in better to book it. But this is, this is I couldn't pass up on this. Edmonton in the series. Yeah. I couldn't pass up. On well, it. I mean, you better like one. him in game one. Doesn't, I mean, at two to one, I, I'll work off of it. I mean, well, it's, I mean, there'll be three to one tomorrow if they lose tonight. All right, they may bet it again. That's That's what guys do. If you believe your position and you believe you're going to get a split, you bet it. If they lose game one, you bet it again. Now, if they lose game two, I mean, that's exactly what's supposed to happen. You get a delicious price in game three. I mean, you get one you can't pass up because if you like the appetizer and you like the taste of the main course, you got to go get the dessert. Right. That's – because now you're either dead or you're super live, right? If they win yeah. game three down two nothing, you're back. And if not, you got coasters. You got tickets that are coasters. Right. <laughs> I mean, they ain't winning four in a row, most likely. No. So. Right. But I mean, it's I I don't trust Darcy Kepper's to, at all. I don't I don't trust him at all. So I think it's played pretty I, well, good in the clincher. Yeah, he still gives up those rebounds like crazy. Man, does he give up them rebounds? Bucks are just dropping at his feet left and right, man. Yeah. That does not cover up. Those bucks are just tasty for Edmonton and McJesus sitting right there. <laughs> I mean, they've as got as good as the other series is going to be defensively and physically and nasty. The venues, 
at New York Rangers with that crowd is going to be awesome. And then at Tampa was one of the best venues is for postseason hockey. It's going to be great. This Colorado and Edmonton, the same with the venues, the same with the fans. It's going to look completely different. The hockey's going to look completely different. They're going to be there's it's going to be ding 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 up back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Back. I mean, this is going to be crazy. It's going to be unbelievable rush, sick pass. I mean, it's going to look oh. like it's going to look like EA Sports NHL hockey. It's it it really is, and um, it's it's funny because well, all of the books have just said first and foremost, except two. Our guy Jeff at Circus, six and a half over 40. I paid 135 bet, last night. Win bet and Maddie and the boys. Alan Moe, they're six and a half over 40. And That's the world's it. at seven? Everyone else is at seven under 30. I, can't, I mean, I would start at seven. Go beat me. Go ahead. Bet under. Go ahead. See what happens. I mean, the other series is going to be an under series. It's going to be an over series. We've got five games in Edmonton, Calgary. Four went over. I don't. Th- I don't know how four or five don't go over unless they make the total so darn <laughs> seven high. every game. If it's don't go over tonight, game two is a six and a half painted across. And you hammer it. They ain't going to do it. They ain't going to put seven again if it goes under. Even if it finishes three two. Even if it finishes, the only way it's is if it pushes or goes over. This is your one look at seven. Ozmakers, you know, they get I it with the I, f- five in the uh, in the Rangers Carolina series, and it went over. They didn't do it again. I forgot this and better to book it, so we'll have to add it in later. But oh. team total, team total for Colorado tonight, four goals. Oh, was plus money last night. Over four. Over four over four is plus money. money. You, you, lay, you can lay minus one. You could have laid minus one thirty five over three and a half at BetMGM, but if you wanted to go to four, it was plus money. Yeah, three and a half is a number. It's either three or four, right? Right. So like they score four, like four three final, or four two final, because that that's what could beat me by betting over six and a half could be the four two final. So I felt more comfortable. So I said, oh, it's a little bit of a hedge on the total. If Colorado does win tonight, do you like the avalanche at minus 194 tonight on the money line? No. It's expensive, right? That's steep as hell. That's steep as hell. Uh, that's no. I mean, I thought the line should be, I don't know. I, again, and it's just a money line. So you got to put it at where you're going to get the Edmonton money. I mean, who's betting Edmonton right now? I don't know. I want to know. Because I think, I think this is the. I said it before. These game ones, uh, that's a big step though for Colorado. Like that's, maybe that's my point, right? Yeah, I, I think. But what's Mike Smith gonna do? Hell, I mean, how hell, hell I know. Sometimes I, I mean, told, it, looks like a baby doe on skates. Sometimes his legs are going all over the place. He's looking like he's flailing. He doesn't look in control. Watch Igor play the right. last two games. Smooth. Although he had, he was, he made a couple of crazy belly saves in game six and game seven. He made a couple of reaches. Well, there were crazy. Yeah. There were a couple of times where it was just a scramble. Yeah. But when you watch him as guy, as the rush comes on, he's in position every time he's, he's, he's so, um, in the moment, like calm, 
Yeah, it's calm. Tell. And he don't let no rebounds up. I mean, it's no. nuts. He swallows it, yep. Puck bounces off Smith all the time, too. But listen, he played great. I give him complete credit. He played great in that Calgary series at times when he needed to. Late. Yeah. And and at times, listen, I, I go back to all the time. Like, I saw so many good Penguin teams lose until they got a goalie. And then they got Tom Barrasso. And Barrasso wasn't great, but he was great when he needed to be. Reggie Lemon was like that for the Bruins. I remember Lemlin because it was everyone oh. was all all in on oh, they're all all about Andy Moog for a long time and yeah. Lemlin would come in and he would just be let that like every once in a while it was like holy crap where'd that come from and I feel the same way with Mike Smith and once in a while it's like and that's why I got to watch this game is why they bet a side because we saw how bad Mike Smith was in Game One in Calgary he was awful he got pulled yep he was awful so they lost is he awful nine, again six, and then they won four straight. So then what happens tonight, if he's awful again, you know, he gets pulled, what happens then? So that's my worry about Edmonton here in game number one. I just, I don't trust them on the road against Colorado, but I mean, it's McKinnon versus McDavid. I mean, it's ridiculous. The star talent that we're going to see on the ice tonight in terms of offensive skill making. Oh, it's going to be so good. I mean, and, and. They've got the guys. I mean, there's 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 co-stars in this. Dreisaitl's yeah. as good as anybody on the ice. Evander Kane He's is blowing up, man. Oh, it's just that they're beasts. And then, just... Yeah. And then you got Landeskog um, for the Avalanche, who's just like he's that presence that's needed. Everybody needs a guy. Everybody, every, every team as they make this Stanley Cup run has a guy. I mean, you can see it. Look at the Rangers. Look at look at Reeves. Look at what Reeves is doing for the Rangers, man. Like they just they got rid of him in here. They well, I mean, it makes Gallant. sense, right? You got, got Gallant there. So Gallant and Reeves, he uses him the same way, used him here. I mean, it's just man. that mistake could haunt the Vegas Golden Knights for years. I, I just can't, I just I can't believe that that the message was already lost. Like, you know, because at some point maybe nobody's listening. But when a guy upstairs makes that decision and it rips a little bit out of the team and now half the team isn't listening to the new guy and they lose him quick, you got to keep them character guys around. And both teams have it. The Western Conference, I mean, all four teams have it. You know, look at I mean, Ryan Reeds was here doing, he was in the community. He was doing advertisements. He was, you know, seen. He liked it here. And the team was just like, eh, we're, we're not going to go down that road anymore. We don't need the enforcer. We don't need that that physical presence. And Gallant said, I do. I need that. And then he gets the job with the Rangers, and the Rangers are playing him. He's taking another team to a to a conference finals. His career is really impressive. I mean, a young right team. Yeah. Right? The Rangers are the youngest team in all of this. So, I mean, it shows you what he can do, how good of a coach he is, and you know, sure, he's a prickly guy who wears out his welcome, and he's been fired very unceremoniously. I mean, Vegas fired him the, the famous way they they dropped him off and said, "Go get a cab." They fired him, didn't let him get on a team bus. So, I mean, those decisions, the way the team has operated, there's starting to be a pattern here with the Vegas Golden Knights. It's not great, and people are starting to pay attention now. Pete DeBoer comes in, Pete DeBoer gets fired, like it's. Yeah, I mean, seeing Gerard Gallant, I think for a lot of Vegas Golden Knights fans, seeing Gerard Gallant in this series is kind of like, hmm, <laughs> uh-oh. Not, I like it because he's his own guy. Like yep. he, he's he got the room in him, and 
damned to the rest of you. And if you don't right. like what I say, too bad. And if you don't like it, get rid of me. And that's what they do. Yeah, like, right. But you, you watch his post-game press conferences. Hell, you watch him on the bench. There's times it looks like he wants to go fight again himself. Yeah. You know, he has that player mentality still as he's coaching, which I love. I mean, I would want to play for that guy, but you got to work to keep your spot every yeah. day with that guy. And the guy upstairs don't want to hear his shit. He just fires him where <laughs> you're like, man, really? Um, maybe get new guys if they don't want to hear. Well, it no, like, it's because the Vegas Golden Knights put the bar, you know, once they made the cup in the year one, the first year, all went out the window. Like everything they've done is about today. There's no planning for the future. Like begin, remember, this is a franchise that was supposed to be a, like Seattle was this year. It's supposed to be a joke. And that's not what has happened. I mean, it's been the exact opposite of that. And Vegas gets that great performance. And now they're constantly chasing that white rabbit to get back to the cup finals and every move and trade they make. And like, you know, Eichel getting acquired now and he'll be healthy next year. So maybe they build around him. They had so many injuries last year, but you know, that's the thing. Every time that there's some strife or, you know, rattling of the cage, they don't hold the line. They just start moving people, trading people and firing people. And that's, that's ownership. You know, that's coming right down on what the team is expecting. And I said it, you know, years ago, and I still maintain it. The Raiders getting to the postseason was the worst thing to happen to the Golden Knights. <laughs> it's the worst thing for this team. This town is a football town. Okay. They they like hockey, but there's going to be this. I could see Vegas being very similar to Tampa where you go to Tampa. They say, look, there's 20,000 season ticket holders. It's about 22,000 fans in the city. They're crazy. They're diehard but there's not this overwhelming love affair with the lightning, the way that they are with the bucks. They are a football town and this town in Vegas. If the Raiders get good in their division with the moves they have made, where are you going to spend your money? Go to a Raider game to watch those AFC West teams coming in or go to a golden Knights team. That's going to be eh in the coming years. I don't know. I, I mean, they didn't give a crap about the Bucks until Brady got there, and they ain't gonna give a crap about the what Bucks. What do you mean they give? They cared about the Bucks, of course they did. They went and won a Super Bowl with Gruden, and they cared. That's a football town. My friend lived there for a long time. Went and visited them. That's a football town. That's football country in a big way. Hockey yeah. is just. I mean, it's college there. football town. First of all, yes, foremost. true. Yes, it's college football. SEC. Yeah, I got a lot of family that lives there too. They could give a crap. I mean, it's transplants. Right. It's a transplant city, man. That's a hard sell for, for a team. What are we? Transplant city. <laughs> That's what I mean. I think the Golden Knights in Tampa, I think there's going to be a diehard fan base for the Golden Knights. It's been established here that will be hockey people for a long, that will be Golden Knights truthers for years. I just don't know if the entire market is going to embrace the Knights the way that they got the first five years where literally every license plate has a Golden Knights tag on it. They They did do that. No, I mean, you have to see what it's like in adversity. You have yeah. to see what it's like when you're average. And we saw a little peak of it this year. I think the carryover, I think we're going to learn a lot living here next year. Apathy if they don't is here. make it again. Oh, boy. Yeah, back-to-back -back years. If they're just another thing, not the thing, and the Raiders make the playoffs, if the Raiders win 10 games, if Devontae Adams puts up monster numbers and becomes the superstar of this town, 
Ooh. So look out. Ooh. Yeah. That could happen. It very well could happen. So if you've got, I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury owned this town for about three years. No, right now there's a void. Right now there's a void. We don't know who the superstar. Derek Carr is not going to be that guy. No, he just isn't likable enough. He's just not the guy. So if Adams becomes that guy and he becomes the must-see TV and he's the strip billboard star, uh uh-oh, for the Golden Knights. That is, oh. that, is not, that is not good for the Golden Knights by, by right. any means. That, that is not good. Yeah. All right, let, let's talk some baseball here. Yep. Uh, so the Phillies are now 21 and 28. Yep. What do you what do you make of this team that was supposed to be, a, you know, building on last year's MVP with Bryce Harper? And they've gotten off to a really rough start with the Mets who have been decimated pitching wise. And yet they are under 500 and way back here at Memorial Day said this before the season, that the, the Phillies were the best softball team in baseball. Can't catch the ball. They make a lot of errors. Um, they still haven't fixed the bullpen. Uh-uh. And they got a lot of guys that like to hit home runs. There's a lot of like holes in that lineup with strikeouts. Everything that could happen is happening, but it's not anything that wasn't expected to happen. So... I mean, the graphic says, are they dead? They're not dead. Nobody's dead yet. But the Mets are going. I mean, they might be dead for the division unless they're the 11 and a half games, 11 and a half games back. That's what I mean. You got to fix under, it this month. They're under 500 at home. They're 11 and 14 at home. They have scored just three more runs than they've given up. 217 runs is second worst in the division, only better than the Nationals who have given up 267. They've won three of their last 10. They've lost four games in a row. They play San favorite Fran again today. here tonight in their favorite. favorite today. That's why I wore a San yeah. Francisco hat. I said, what are you people doing? It's not like it's uh, Wheeler pitching. I mean, who's giving them quality start, quality start. I, Suarez I don't goes know. for the Phillies. Yeah, it's it, it's surprising to me, um, but it's not. Season wins was what 85, 86, something like that. Right. Obviously on pace to be below that, but they their six game winning streak from fixing it. I don't know if they're going to have a six game winning streak all season. Usually every team has one of those minimum. They're not consistent. Baseball's about consistency, good or bad. And this team's up here one night, down here one night, up here one night, like you know, and it's usually on the down more than the bet than the good. I don't know. You ready to bury him? Are they done? Toast? They're toasting the division, yes. They're not catching the Mets. Maybe a wild card team, but they're done for the division. So I was looking at this last night because I'm 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 gonna do the car wash on Thursday on MLB network. I got okay. I got pregame spread, I got the better's eye, I got the, to put me on a whole day or something he said. So I'm like, all right, I gotta start looking at this. The playoffs are the number one seed gets a bye, then six teams underneath play to right. then set up four teams in each league. Right. The Mets are making the playoffs. They might be the number one seed right now. If you're in the NL East, you're playing for the wild card only. Yep. It looks like. Yep. The Mets and are that when, good. Well, and then they bring back the De- Grom and they bring back Sir and they bring back Sir and look out. I mean, that's going to be. That's, I mean, that's <laughs> that's like. 
you know, it's, it's stupid. They got that little magic thing working too. They're winning right. these games late on different things. And dare I say, you know, it reminded me of the Red Sox when they when they kept winning these games when they're not supposed to. 2018. Yeah. And they didn't have the they didn't have a DeGrom type pitcher in 2018. Exactly. Exactly. They didn't have the best pitcher in the game who's going to come back and be a horse because if he's healthy, he's going to throw a single pitch till July. This is the so, way it's setting up. Yeah, it's looking. I mean, Mets are absolutely a danger, a very good team. Red Sox just lost three of five to the Baltimore Orioles. What so the much hell for was the, that? So much for the bounce back of May for the Boston Red Sox. They're fortunate to get the Reds today. Yeah. At home. Yeah. Do you dare they almost got the, the 500, Sox? right? And they won yesterday and won today. They would have been 500 going to June. Yes, correct. They're 23 the and 26. Goal. Yep. To yeah. get to 500 by May. Boston at home is 12 and 13. Completely unacceptable. Pitching wise, bullpen wise has been destructive. They got a two game set with the Reds here, which is the definition of must win baseball. Red Sox are minus 140 favorites, which I still wouldn't bet them. Overs, the total is eight and a half. Reds are still a gigantic over team, except Castillo goes to the mound here, who's one and two with a 4.35 ERA against Michael Walker, who's the only guy for the Red Sox who's actually been any good pitching. Yeah. But three of five to the Orioles, in which the bullpen got absolutely eviscerated by the Orioles lineup. We had 10, a, not, 10, nothing last night, 10, nothing lost to the Orioles. Was it Friday when we took, we gave out the, we, we talked about it. You did better to book it. We took the Red Sox in the over, I think. And they were up eight, two and yeah. lost 12, eight, 12, eight, you gave up 12 straight runs. What the hell is going it on? Wasn't, it was the over, but it was also, I had the, I had the Red Sox on the run line that my bet was Red Sox run line up eight, two, and they lose 12, eight. Yeah. Is that what, was that the, on the parlay Friday? Don't do a parlay. No, that parlay. was a bet. That was a straight oh, bet that I okay. made. That was my, either was way. Pathetic. What, what the hell's going on with the bullpen? Me and Dawson Bad. were talking about it too. Our friend, Jeff Dawson from East coast sports events has been talking about it. Like they got to fix it. It's it, the Yankees are the best record in baseball. I mean, the division is making sick. the playoffs. The Red Sox are not making the playoffs. The Red Sox, the, the division's soft. Tampa is underperforming. In their, their eight games are 500. Toronto's now got hot. They're 27 and 20, so they've recovered. Talking about that's what I mean. The division's good. Well, I mean, it's it's not as good as I thought it was going to be. I'll say that. And I expected the Yankees to be good. I didn't think the Yankees would have this big of a lead at Memorial Day. Shocked to see a five game lead. For the Yankees, I thought it would be neck and neck the whole year. They have the best record in baseball, but they're not, they're not even like with the best record in baseball, you're supposed to have a lead like the Mets have. Right. They don't because the division's so good. I think three teams are coming in, out of the playoffs or into the playoffs out of this division. So projected as such. I mean, Toronto, yeah, I mean, Tampa, the Red Sox, and New York. The Red Sox, no. I think, aren't dead to, to, to make the playoffs, but this is, this is fix it time. Like, the bullpen is a major problem. There's too many issues. You can't have this Xander Bogarts thing hanging over because do you think Trevor that's Story, carrying over? Yes, because Trevor, you can't have David Ortiz and Pedro Martinez both openly in the media saying the Red Sox brass sign this guy. He's saying I want to be here. Give him a contract. Pay him. And the team's like, eh, I don't really know. I I I I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I'm able to do that. Like. I don't like that, that, that that's a problem. So that's hanging over the team. Trevor story sucks in April. He can't get out in May. 
he's supposed to replace Andrew Bogarts. So it gives the, it gets ownership that feeling of like, see, we don't have to pay Xander. We got, we already paid story. I hate it. And when those things are rolling around in the clubhouse and media in Boston, and then you start losing to the Orioles, it just sucks all the energy out of the entire building. And then the bullpen can't get anybody out. And then they won't go spend money because they're like, why? We're not going to be any good. Why are we going to spend any money? So it's, it's problematic. What's up? There's somebody here. Just ignore it. Just ignore it. It's not a big deal. Madeline, it's okay. You, you want to see who it is? Is that, is that the problem? Okay. Hold on. It's Julia. She's early. Yes, she's way early. Okay. It's Julia so, and she's early. Go tell Julia you can't play till 12 o'clock. You can't till 12 o'clock. So to come 12 o'clock, Julia. It's 11.20. So until Julia, I don't appreciate her knocking on the door early. Okay. <laughs> she said, no, I'm not telling you that. <laughs> so, I'm not telling you that. So you should go tell her that because she knows there's a rule now that you, your, your mom knows that. So that's, she's coming over by herself. So I apologize. But so I, I think that that's to me, knowing the Red Sox and the fan base and the, and the franchise, this is a punt it season. Like they go into it going, we're not going to compete. I and don't then, believe that. Shit. And then Are next you year. Serious? Yeah. And then they, they, they'll do enough to be competitive. How can you have a punt it season in Boston? Because you, I've been seeing it, punt it seasons in Pittsburgh for a long time. Yeah, you can't but have the, that in Boston. The, the difference is Boston punts it and comes back. Boston punted in 2015. They won it all in 2018. So like they, they like they, they they actually go and make changes and actually go win. So that you can punt a year. You just have to have Chris Sale come back if they get. You'll make a big offseason acquisition for a pitcher. You'll bring up your rookies. You'll bring up your AAA guys in the back of the end of the season and see what you got for the coming year, next year. And then you got to make the call on Xander. What do you do with him? You're going to sign him or not. If not, they trade him coming up at the trade deadline, which will drive everyone nuts. Then Mookie Betts and Xander Bogarts both get traded away from the Red Sox. But that's what it feels like is going to happen. And that sucks. On so many levels, that sucks. Xander Bogarts is from Curacao. Right? I didn't know that. He's like... Beloved Not that that matters. But like having lived there mm. and knowing that mentality of people, like there's just not that they're not assertive. They're just, they're, they're very uh, laid back. Yeah. And he's that way. And I hope that doesn't come into play because if somebody watches him play every day, I want that guy on my team. Probably 100%. percent i do not I don't understand why they're just going to just ship him out. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it's money's not an issue. They make it like it's an issue. Boston, like not a big market. Right, but but his agent Scott Boris. Well, that's, that's fine. Problem. That's well, that's what listen. happens. I mean, that's where he's Bogart. Bogart's signing Scott Boris scared the Red Sox. Scott Boris is notorious to saying, "I'm taking my players to market." Yeah, I, I like free agency. My players make more money when there's more teams involved than one. Yep. And the Red Sox are like, do we pay them thirty five million a year? Are we going to be comfortable with that? And the team at the moment is saying we'd rather pay pay Trevor Story than pay Bogarts. It's the same thing in Mookie Betts. I mean, they didn't want to trade Mookie Betts. The worst thing and the best thing that happened to Boston was they won four championships since 2004. When this when the franchise went 86 years without seeing a single one, this ownership group has won four. They can do what they want, and you know Henry and company have decided that Liverpool and soccer and Fenway Roush racing and all these other things that they're doing have their attention more than baseball does baseball. I mean, 
Baseball is going to have an issue. You don't have to pay these players like this. I mean, Boris drives up the market on himself. There's one mm-hmm. bidder for his players. He's done this in the past. I mean, you see his move from yeah. the ownership standpoint. I, I don't blame him. I, I, I don't. Like, the hell with him. Let him go to Texas and get the money. Enjoy that. We're Boston. We're trying to win the games. We're trying to, we're trying to win championships. You want to be a part but of it? These do are it. your it's players. The Patriot way. I know, but it's your play. It's so tough in baseball. I get the Patriot way. I like the Patriot way, but in football, football, you pay a couple of players and then there's a bunch of guys who come up behind who will do it for cheaper and they will sacrifice their body, work harder for three or four years. You go get the next one. They're expendable parts in a lot of ways in football. Baseball is not really like that. The, you spend you, what they signed Bogarts when he was 16. I mean, this guy has been them for years and years you invested so much money and time and energy and championships he's the leader in the clubhouse he's the guy that stirs the drink he's your team you had david ortiz for years bogart now has become that guy and you know went from pedro to david ortiz to bogart it's like now you're gonna let mookie Betts walk you let him go you trade him yeah. And it's like, okay, that sucked. That really stunk. You don't trade Mookie Betts. And now you're going to trade or release or not sign or let him walk for nothing for Xander Bogarts. I mean, okay, Devers is there. He is the heir apparent. Bogarts leaves and it's Devers and Story on that side of the infield. But it's just a real, that's why the team is doing what the team's doing. That That's the feeling around the team. It's just like, I know you got to overpay. You can afford it. You're the Boston Red Sox. Lock them down. Shouldn't wear another uniform anywhere else. Should be a Red Sox for his whole career. Yeah, do it for three years. We'll do it. But Boris wants eight. Yeah, right. That's you a know? problem. It's like I mean, that's like yeah. I mean, that's what these these guys do. I but mean, they lowballed him. Listen, the Phillies signed did. Bryce Harper a long term big contract. Right. I don't know if that's going to help or not. But you're stuck with the guy now. I mean, right. look what the Pujols contract did to the Angels for years. The Tigers with Cabrera. You make that decision. And then you you know you look at the economics of it. And you watch the production go down. I mean, it's not like they get older and get better. Bonds was right. on a juice and, and was the anomaly to all of that. Like, it's you have to make a decision as a business. And you know, listen, Xander, I'll give you what you want, but it's for three years. You know, and if you do it again, I'll do it again. I mean, it's you know, but Boris ain't like that. He's trying to build up the. The bottom up. I mean, he's negotiating for the union and everybody else. It's you see what goes on in baseball. Right. It's, it's frustrating. I think a salary cap. I mean, as bad as it is, sometimes I think it helps in that regard it because does. the stars no. get theirs, right? And teams maintain, you know, the ability to keep their stars. The baseball, it's like, eh, the hell with it. I think I think I, I think Major League Baseball would benefit from an NBA type structure with Larry Bird yes. rules exemptions yes. and keeping your own players type of thing. <laughs> I think that that would that would benefit a lot if they were able to do that. If they're able to say, okay, if you stay here, we can pay you more than anybody else to keep those those stars where they are versus changing teams and moving around. Jose but, Ramirez is one of the best players in baseball. Plays for the mm-hmm. Cleveland Guardians. Nobody knows who he is. Nope. He's one of the best players in baseball. He took less money to stay in Cleveland. Nobody does that. He's probably got vilified by the union, by his agent. Could have got a lot more money. He's like, I like Cleveland. I like where I live. I like, you know, my family likes it. I'm staying. He worked with the club, not against the club. I mean, when you get an agent like Boris, look, I want Boris to be my agent. Of course. It'd be great. He goes to bat for his clients. 
I don't know if it's always in the best interest of the league or the teams. No, it's in the best interest of his, of his client. That's why Simply he's hired. Yeah. But that's the point. When you hire him, the message that's sent is pretty clear. Right. We're not taking less than market value. Like we're not taking a hometown. We'll discount. determine the market value. That too. That's right. <laughs> right. We'll we're go not and taking, find off. We're only taking right. less. We'll tell you it's more. Right. I mean, that was the A-Rod situation. I mean, the A-Rod situation with, with the Red Sox is basically they had the Red Sox bidding against themselves and the Red Sox said no, and the Yankees got them. Came in Thank and signed them. It was the best Thank miss goodness. ever for the Red Sox. Set everything up. That would have been because I, oh you know, I still like the Red Sox at the time. I was like, if they oh. sign a rod, I can't never like this team. Come on, I remember stop. exactly where I was. I was reading. I was in my in my office in Andover, Mass. I remember remember reading it. Going, the Red Sox got a rod. Uh oh. <laughs> like, part of me was like, okay, maybe he changes his stripes, but maybe not. <laughs> like this guy's off. This guy's culture doesn't fit with the Red Sox and what what he wants to be and what who he is doesn't fit with the Red Sox and they dodged Hell no. a steroid needle bullet from that guy because they had their own problems anyway, but that would have been even worse if they were on situation hanging over their heads. That mm-mm. All right, one more baseball story. Uh, the yep. A's this week may announce that they've got two different facilities for a stadium here in Vegas. Are we hearing you buying this? Vegas A's thing along with the NBA. If that rumor comes true that we could be having by 2026, all four major sports leagues playing here in Vegas. I can't believe we got a better shot of that happening than like us getting more water. True. (laughs) Yes. Right. Like Lake Mead going back to where it needs to be. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's great and all that. And I can't wait to see where the sites are because well, one is uh, we we do know where one is. I mean, Tropicana in yeah, you know, the, the the to buy the Tropicana out and destroy it and build a park there. That's one. The other is Henderson, which still is very much alive. But what they're saying to Henderson is, we need public funding, and Henderson's trying to figure out a way of passing. They won't do a room tax. That's off the board. But there may be up to two hundred and fifty million dollars in public money available to the A's to move to Henderson. Putting a, putting a stadium out in the burbs has its pluses and minuses. And Henderson is like for the rest of the city is still the burbs. 100%. It's, it's, it's out there. If you're going to have to drive 45 minutes each way to go to a game, I'm not saying that's the best move. I don't, I, I don't know. For strip stayers to go to a game or for Vegas residents? Both. Yeah. I, I think it destroys your tourism business. Correct. It makes you reliant on, and look, the vast majority of people in this city live in Henderson. So, I mean, talking about a city of 3 million people, about 2 million live in Henderson. So that's where you wind up getting, you're going right to the population center. Summerlin and the north part of the city, the east part of the city, they have more people than Henderson. I don't know if that's true. Oh, I mean, more, I know, I know, I know more people live on the east side of the strip than they do on the west side of the strip. Correct. They're going to build a ballpark on the west side of the strip. So you're where more people are by going on that side. I think if you've seen anything, I think you got to build it closer to the strip because you're going to get a lot of tourist business. You have to. You won't stay alive without it. Baseball's a lot. It's 81 home games. Yes. Doesn't work That's here. Home. Doesn't work here. I don't care no. where you put it. 
Okay, I don't care if you, you put it in the damn middle of the strip. Right. It ain't happening. It's not working here. It's not. It's, I watched it. I watched an unbelievable thing over the weekend with the Savannah Bananas. I'm buying you a Savannah fantastic. Banana. I'm buying you. A I can't hat. wait to go to a game. What do you wear? I, I was gonna buy it last night. You wear a seven and one fourth, or wear a seven and two eighths, and three and three eighths. What do you wear? It all depends on the hat. Seven yeah, and three eighths. I remember you. Is, I, and I remember you saying that. And you go. I had. You said I got to try on the fitted hats in order to get the fitted. Yeah. Hats. So it's either seven it. and a quarter or seven and three eighths, depending on the hat. So some are seven and a quarter. Some are seven and three eighths. I have two seven and a halves because the person stitching them must have been had a long night the night before because the seven and three eighths that they had were not, they didn't fit. I was like, I, my head is not that big. Shout out to brother Dan who get the biggest head of the family. He says eight. So, so what, so what would you, you want to go bigger or smaller normally? Um, yeah, you had to guess because the fitted hat for the Savannah banana fitted hat is sweet. It's fresh as hell. Are you it's kidding me? I love hat. that thing. Yeah. Oh, well, like, I was like, I gotta buy that for baseball. you. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yes. Um, I'll hold off on that because if we go to okay. the All-Star game, you can get the minor league does a hat display. It's not, it's not minor league, though. I know, but they'll, they'll find their way in. It's okay. the independent league. They have more TikTok followers than any other major league baseball It's amazing. Club right now. They're, yeah, they're guy, it's fun. It's insane. I, I I had heard of them, and then I watched the HBO Real Sports story on it. And the guy's from Boston who started it. Yeah. He he throws out this P.T. Barnum clip that now I am literally obsessed with about promotion. Saying yeah. a terrible thing happens without promotion. Nothing. <laughs> and it has resonated through my head for literally three days. It's all I've been thinking about for three days. Matt That's knows it. this. He's been on the email chains. I've been firing off to literally everybody who works in content on our side has gotten multiple emails from me about that clip, about that quote, because it's <laughs> literally changed the way I've approached things and watching what they have done and watching what they're doing. And I was like, you know what? The guy's right. Baseball is absolutely boring and it's awful to watch at times we've got to figure out a way to make this game more fun we got to figure out a way and i'm not saying that you got to do a tiktok dance before a pitch okay that's what they have 83 million views on a tiktok when their starting pitcher and middle infielders and their starting center fielder all did the lizzie whatever the heck balenciata yeah. dance before he threw a pitch yeah brilliant absolutely brilliant. They're going on a tour this summer. Yep. They've sold out all of the, all the venues that they're going across yep. the South. And they I mean, go they are the heart stadiums and stuff. They're going to 8,000, 10,000. They, they go there. They're the Harlem globe clubs of baseball. They that's exactly what they are. And they make no bones about it. I can't wait. Um, you know, cause the kids follow it and they're like, what is this? I'm like, this is a show. It's a baseball game, but it's a show and it's fun. I said, do you guys like the Globetrotters? We go to the Globetrotters now every year. Nice. The kids love the Globetrotters. And we go early. We go on a court. We meet the players. And then we watch the show. And now, like, even Kendall's eight. And she knows the bucket thing. She knows that they're doing this a lot. of, But they've updated it. And they were doing COVID jokes this, this past February. It was hilarious. I mean, it was really, it was witty. It was funny. Big personalities. It's baseball man. And it's fun. I, I love it. You know, I'm not looking, but I'm not looking for the competitive and all this other stuff. Like it's a show. 
but the A's baseball that's in Vegas, you have to Vega Vegas fying baseball. It's going to be so hard. The Golden Knights do it and did it an incredibly well. And the, their intros are outstanding. Their in-game performances because baseball, because hockey's not uppity like baseball. It's not stuck up and stuck in its old history and ways. And yes, there are some diehard Canadians who have come down here and been like, what the hell is this? Like, this is not hot. I'm not, this is not a hockey game. This is a sideshow. Right. Boston fans, when Boston fans come here, they're like, what the hell is this? Like, this is not what we do. Right. It's what we do here. And I just don't know how the Oakland A's become the Las Vegas A's. And all of a sudden they become anywhere like the Savannah bananas or do something that kids are going to be attracted to versus having their mascot run around and do a game or two. Like it just, it, I think you need to revamp the sport. It's, it's going to be a tough sell here. Oh, it's going to be just, I can't see it working. I just can't it's too many games. It's too slow. It's too long. Two hours. That's the, the greatest thing I saw that the, the, the bananas do. They have a clock. Game's two hours in length, period. You know, you go there for two hours, you walk out. Game score doesn't matter. You're coming for two hours, that's it. Baseball's not doing that, obviously, but it's it for a four-hour, two-one baseball game. Uh-uh. No. That's just absolutely it's, times are changing. It's 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 not. It'll go if they win. But if they got taking win. the A's. You ain't winning right away. And then they do things differently. So uh, we have to think about a sports grid guys. Thank you. We're on the sports grid replay here. Appreciate you guys watching Dave and I will be back coming up tomorrow, 11 PM Pacific time, immediately following the Pat McAfee show on sports grid television. Thank you for watching. We'll talk to you guys on sports. Grid coming up tomorrow. Okay. Uh, You've talked a lot about what happened in New Jersey with the, advertisements being over the top massachusetts is in a big debate right now about what is going on in their bills now they're far apart the senate bill and the house bill are both very far apart but there is a clause in one of these bills that i think you will like i don't like this but you might like this there is a proposal for massachusetts to pass a whistle to whistle ban on sports betting advertising in the state, you cannot advertise a sports book during the game, any game, baseball, hockey, basketball, football. They're doing that in Europe. You like it? I mean, if you limit it, how do you determine who gets to put it in or not? Then you get the partnership deal. You can become an official partner, pay the leagues a zillion dollars, and then you're the ones that could advertise. So it's a money grab by the leagues. If you this ban it, this is not national though. National ads still will run that this is only for local advertising. So national ads, when you're watching a Monday night football game, sports book ads will still run in the state. They can't prevent that, but they can prevent it from a broadcast originating from a Massachusetts outlet. So you could sit here in a book to equate it to our terms, right? Watch a game and see uh-huh. the FanDuel, DraftKings, and Bet MGM ads, but stations can't advertise. Correct. That's bullshit. Correct. And every dick pill ad, every liquor company, every, oh, every sleazy lawyer can advertise as much as they want. It's embarrassing. Now, I mean, and again, we've grown up here with the kids. The kids have seen it all. Okay. We're watching a game the other night. 
and the 900 number service comes on at the end of the game. We were at Buffalo Wild Wings eating. So it was after 10 o'clock. And you know, shit gets loose after 10 o'clock on, on advertising. Right. And it came up and my daughters were like, daddy, what is this? And why is it on during the game? I'm like, listen, after 10 o'clock, they, they, they can change ads. They can do whatever. I don't know. Forget what we were watching. Baseball game was on, I think. And I was like, there's no shame. They'll take money from anybody. Sports is the last vestibule of live anything that we yep. watch. Nobody watches nothing live anymore except sports. And it's hard for a lot of people to go back and watch sports knowing the result or just not watching it at the time it's on. Right. I was saying this a decade ago, that this advertising is going to be the key to the business. Sports books, sports businesses, the leagues, they'll, they're going to charge or they're going to dictate who can advertise. I think this is BS, though. I mean, this is like this is keeping the small guys out. I hate this. I think this is it, it goes along with the same lines. One of the bills bans betting on 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 anything but professional sports. You can't bet on college. It will. Why would you do that? Because they're stupid. So it would raise thirty one million dollars. The other bill legalizes betting on everything. It would raise one hundred and eleven million dollars a year in tax revenue. Like it's just it's so dumb. I mean, it's, just, it's it's why it's why mass is not going to pass this. It's going to fail. They have till July thirtieth to get it done, and then it's done. And Charlie Baker is out. A new governor comes in, and then that new governor most likely is going to be anti sports betting. And good luck. <laughs> it's just it's mass is going to be a very difficult place to get it passed just because of the local politics that's going to go into it. They got cannabis, but cannabis took six years past Colorado to go. It could be six years, seven years past New Jersey for Massachusetts to go legal. Well, by then, this. all the kinks will be worked out. Well, okay, fair. You know, I mean, that's they're still yeah. trying to figure out when they make this thing legal, who's really getting the bag. I mean, right. there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on. I mean, and again, people listening to the show, I can tell you. The prices are the same. They've been the same for a hundred years. The margins of this business is a maximum eight to ten percent. Usually, it's closer to five, and it can be as low as two. Good luck with that. Trying to collect tax revenue, and then you give them. There's a lot of ways that books are getting the best of it. There's a lot of the consumer is not getting the best of it in most of the situations. And that probably does change in the next couple of years, like we've talked about. All right, schedule of the day for the NFL. 100 days away from the start of the regular oh, season today. Shit, I forgot about this. Minnesota Vikings, Matt Farah's own. Minnesota Ooh. Vikings. FanDuel has the win total set at eight and a half. Over and a half. 130, under plus 110 on the Vikings. Let's see if we can find nine wins for the Minnesota Vikings today. So we know as we were going through the schedule, we were talking a lot about, you know, where this team was going to go with obviously being Green Bay's division. They start with Green Bay at home week one, September the 11th, Fox TV, late afternoon window. Can the Vikings beat Green Bay in week one? Yes. Really? It's one and a half point spread. <sighs> Yeah, public will be all over Green Bay early. This is one of those games in which the books don't know yet. These are this is why people win in September. This is a wrong line. 
what do you think? It should be three and a half? Yes. Green Bay. Why nobody bet it yet? What? Why nobody want to bet it yet? Because they want to see questions what, about Green Bay. Correct, but they want to see what the team looks like. You can run on the Vikings. You can, you can move the ball on the Vikings. Rodgers owns the Vikings. He owns everyone in the division. Damn. I don't think it's that easy. I, okay. think, I think the Vikings win the game. That's one for me. Okay. Philadelphia on the road on Monday night football. Loss. Agreed. I have them 0-2. Home for Detroit. You still loving on your Lions? Could they win. go it? Oh boy. Now we're fading the Lions, huh? Home no. for New. Uh, this game is overseas. This game is in, I think they're playing in London. Sunday, October 2nd on well, overseas against New Orleans. Whew. Tough one. Mm-hmm. Tough one. I'll say loss right now. Loss. Some two and two. I have one and three. Okay. Come back. No break. Chicago waiting for them at home. At Minnesota? Chicago at Minnesota. Win three. I'll give them a win. I got them. I got them with two. At Miami, loss. Sunday, October 16th. The loss, loss, I agree. So I have the bye week in week seven. You have three wins. I have two. Yeah. Home for Arizona off the bye. Home for Arizona off the bye. Win. Four. It's tough. I think I I think that's I'm tough. Take, that's a pick 'em game. I mean, it's a yeah, small favorite. Minnesota small favorite. Less than three. Arizona sucks on the road. Bye week for the Vikings. Only two wins. I'll I'll give them a win. Yeah, I I'll say they win that game. So for three. At Washington next week. I can't I I just I can't see Washington being good. Minnesota goes there and wins. That's five. I haven't four. I agree. At Buffalo. Loss. Agreed. Home for Dallas. Loss. Home for New England. Night of uh, Thanksgiving. They got three home games in November? Uh, They've got October 30th home, November 20th. 24th and December 4th home. Wow. So they play back to four, back to back. They got a three game homestand. Yep. Against Buffalo, Dallas, and then who? No, D- Dallas, New England, Jets at home. They play road Washington, road Buffalo with Arizona off the bye at home. Oh, I thought you said the Buffalo game was at home. No, it's on the road. Okay. So home against Dallas. Loss. Home against New England. Yep. Thanksgiving loss. Six. They're winning that game. Okay. I'm at four. Home for the Jets. Win seven. Five. Uh, uh, home for Indianapolis on December 18th. That'll be the game they lose. Okay. So you have them at seven. I have them at five still. Home for the Giants. Win eight. Agreed. I have them at six. At Green Bay. Loss. At Chicago. <sighs> Last game of the year at Chicago. Damn, that's the difference. I got eight or nine. Oh, flip a coin. Um, I'll say they win. Seven and ten. Hashtag that's Ferris team. <laughs> I have them seven and ten. I bet under. <laughs> under eight and a half. A plus one ten. 
I got nine. So you have them over. I have an under. It's eight or nine. I mean, you go through that schedule five times. You come up with eight or nine. I came up with seven. We just did it. (laughs) So, look, I love Justin Jefferson. I love Adam Thielen. Kirk Cousins is the problem. Might be the solution. When? Some games he's going to be. Yeah, that's that's why they're most they're their most infuriating team. And what does Kevin O'Connell do? Do it's a first year head coach. Tough spot. Tough spot. Horrific spot. I but mean, I comes mean, over, comes from the Rams. The he's going to run the you offense. Got, you got Detroit winning four games. I'm sorry, thirty seven year old five. Thirty seven year old head coaches. It just I'm I just you're going up against Aaron Rodgers. You're thirty seven. Like <laughs> you got problems. Like you're in that division. You got problems. You like the lions. I do. So I mean I the like division seven year old coaches. Give them a shot. I okay. They're not Sean McVay. Everyone's so desperate to find the next Belichick. Everyone's so desperate to find the next Sean McVay. Only got one. I'd rather, you know, take a shot with that guy than an old retread. Oh, okay. I mean, look, I was wrong with Zach Taylor. Okay. I, I, I didn't like him at all. He took the Bengals to the Super Bowl. So prove me wrong. Maybe Kevin O'Connell will prove me wrong too. Not holding they my make breath. The playoffs? Minnesota makes the playoffs? At no. seven and 10? No. I don't know if they make it at nine and eight. Really? Wow. Yeah, it's going to be close. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, that would be tough. I would, yeah, that would be that would be not. I mean, so last year, the Vikings went eight and nine last year. Three and six on the road, four and two against the division. Saved their season a little bit, but Bears six and eleven, Lions three and thirteen. If the Lions win six games, Bears win six seven games. I think the Vikings are right there. I think the North one of the worst divisions in football. Went from being good to being bad pretty pretty quickly. Yep. I think Chicago, Detroit, and Minnesota are all just uh, ways behind Green Bay, talent wise. So I got them. I got them going seven and ten. All right. Prop story of the day is win totals in the SEC. I absolutely obsess over this stuff. Jim Barnes wrote this. I love this. Alabama is eleven and their win total is set at eleven and five for them to run the regular season. Plus two ten for Bama to go undefeated. That coming from Wait, Matt Linden. Say that again. You confuse me. Alabama's season win total is eleven, and then what? Eleven and a half. The over is plus two ten. Oh, you said eleven and five. I was like, what are you? Sorry, eleven and a half. Sorry, eleven point five. Eleven point five. Over is two ten. Tell me why I shouldn't bet this now. The Bama runs bet the it, table. Bet it under. Bet it over. Oh, it's just that that easy. I'm not sure what Lindemann's doing here. Lineman's own quote to Jim Barnes about this. Alabama isn't even going to be a single digit favorite in any game this season. <laughs> right. That's, I mean, what? Bama's not going to be, I mean, in any game this season. Their season win total has been 11 or 11 and a half for a decade. It's the same number every year. Right. Do they lose a game or not? That's just, no. that's all you're betting. This year, they're not. They're not losing a game. No. Alabama, I, I think, look out for the Crimson Tide this year. 
Yeah. Um, just, just to run their schedule for people, just so we can kind of quickly go over this, because I think mm-hmm. it's always really, really interesting to look at, um, looking at, at, at Alabama's schedule. Utah State, Texas. Are the first two, which are easy layup wins for Alabama. Blowout, as I've talked about, I think the Texas Utah game. Utah State be- at home, Texas at Texas. At Texas. And then they yep. run through. Uh, hold on, where's Alabama's schedule? And so, my gosh, there's so many games that day. That's re- the first, that first full Saturday is crazy. They play home for Utah State <clears throat> at Texas. Yep. Home for Louisiana Monroe. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, home for Vandy. Okay. At, at Arkansas. Texas okay. A&M war game at home. Uh-huh. Toughest ticket to get other than the Iron Bowl. At Tennessee. Okay. Home for Mississippi State. Okay. At, L- at LSU. At, at Ole Miss. Oh, lost, okay. Lost their, lost their quarterback. Right. Home for Appalachian State. Oh, no, sorry, Austin P. Sorry, APSU. Home for Austin P. And then Iron Bowl at home against Auburn. Hard to find a loss in there. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve games. Yeah. Plus two ten on Baminer on the table. What am I missing? <laughs> what is Maddie doing? Wait, if you've I been mean, over, you get plus two ten? Yes. There's always a loss. It's hard to go undefeated. He's putting it out there, so you bet it. I get it. But did this for years. Know exactly what he's doing. It's good. Bama, bet it. Bama always loses. <clears throat> when, <clears throat> sorry, when Bama loses the national championship, especially to a team in the SEC, they yeah. go to war the next year. Yeah, it is exactly what Nick Saban loves. I will bet this at WinBet. I will. I will bet plus two ten Alabama to win to to go undefeated this season. That is way too juicy of a number. He expects Lindemann. By the way, thinks Georgia's going to have a down year. Yeah, thinks they're going to they're going to struggle. So he said the team to, the team to look at would be favorite would would fade them, would fade Georgia with their schedule. Yeah, you know the guys too that that bet them. I mean, they bet them under. The guy's got a free shot of the season of a team losing a game out of 12. Yeah. Minus 240 on Georgia under. I like it's expensive, yeah. but I like it. It's it's hard, though, like to make those numbers because you don't get bets on the other side except for the bad guys. And the only bet you take are the overs, you know, because right. you look at it and you go, how's Alabama going to lose? They're not going to lose. So what do you do? You make the number 12? No, you can't. You make the number 11. No, you can't. So you have to make that 11 and a half with juice. It's weird. Five minutes. Five minutes, Maddie. Five minutes. Five minutes. Sure. You want to. She wants to Julia knock at the door again, huh? I don't think so. I think she just, she's just bored. She wants to sit in here for, for, for and count down the minutes until we're done so she can go outside. Uh, All right. Uh, let's go quickly to the bet prep prop of the day here. Mm-hmm. Lu, Lucas Giolito. It's baseball yep. time, Dave. So we got to get into the baseball props. Yes. Not, uh, I I don't normally bet these. I know people who do, but Gilito over five and a half K's here, minus one fifteen at excuse me at DraftKings. Six plus strikeouts in six to seven games this year, averaging seven point three per game. 
four of his last four games on the road. He's averaged eight Ks per game, recorded seven in back-to-back games this season already. Not faced the Blue Jays yet this season, but how do you feel about Giolito going over five and a half Ks here against the Jays? Jays strike out a lot. Probably not mm-hmm. a bad bet tonight. Uh, would expect him to get into the sixth. That's the other key. When you bet over five and a half, can we get more innings than Ks? Right. When you look at these K props. Just to give you multiple opportunities to do it. So six innings is 18 outs. Can we get over five and a half Ks? I would lean yes. Something about him worries me this year. Gosman on the other side makes me feel better about it, though, because you know it's going to be a low-scoring game. He's been really good. Yeah. So and the Blue Jays don't hit when he pitches. That's the other thing. So you figure to get get a quality start out of Giolito. Because he knows he's got he's on the road. He's got to be hot. He's got to be on from get from the get go because it's not going to be a high scoring game. Yeah, I don't I don't mind it. I, I you know six six Ks, little little high, but it's not it's not horrifically high for G, for for G little. He's he's th- has had uh, Ks seven seven five ten and seven over his la- over his last ten uh, five starts. Say it again. Seven 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 five ten seven. Quality starts, man. That's good. That's not it's innings. Only, that's K's. It's only minus 115. Yeah. Expect that to change. Not that I'm coming out of retirement to play it. I'm just saying that's number might be a little bit light on it. Yep. All right. Better to book it time. Brought to yep. you by Fliff. Getfliff.com just to sign up. They'll give you 25 bucks. No deposit necessary for that 25 buck bonus to go into your account. If it's legal in your state, download the app at getfliff.com to get into it. All right. I mentioned this Oilers plus 200 to win the series. Not that I'm necessarily predicting it. I think it's too good a value not to jump in here and put a flag down and try to work off of it throughout the series. How do you feel about betting on the Oilers to win the series? Um, I think the methodology is this. If you think they're going to get a split, you bet it. I do. And we talked about it before. If you think you like them now and they lose, you got to go back and get the game, the price after game two. I think that's just adding value and strengthening your position. Now, if they lose again, which they're $2 dogs to lose, <laughs> they're going to be $2 dogs to lose again. Okay. You maybe can wait. Um, so if you're asking me right now, I think I would book this. Okay. Um, because I think we could get a better price. That's the only okay. reason why. I think they're very live to win the series. I just I don't want it right now. Over six and a half minus one thirty-five Oilers abs for tonight. Bet it. <laughs> Bet it. There's, there's no hesitation here. We're betting this. This is just like the Calgary Edmonton series. You guys have been with us. The brigade has been with us in posting it. Um, we got everyone right there. I expect if this thing goes six, four or five of the games go over starting with tonight. Yeah. I like team total over four for Colorado too. If you want to go for another, I like the three and a half better P roll. Okay. Lay the one thirty five. Okay. I think, I mean, only, well, no, you don't have to just accept the the push. Right. That's, that's my point. Yeah. Right. Like I don't. I, I mean, I'll be surprised if they put up a five tonight. I wouldn't. But be. I think four is very possible. 
Yeah, I think open net. I think five two is possible. Oh, five, three with is the possible. net five is very possible. Yeah. I just think five is possible. Just think the way that these games go late, and how you know Swiss cheese Mike Smith can be at times. If he's off early, it could be tough. See the way he's ended these games going to talked about before. Betting under in hockey's tough. Yeah. So Julia's here. It's fine. She can go out now. Uh, she's free. 12 o'clock. She's right yep. on time. This Julia, we got to get her on the show. No, she had, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just, um, it's going to be a all summer thing. Madeline all goes summer, to, baby. She goes to camp next week. So we're good. Just get through this week. And then she starts summer camp next week. So. We'll oh, be, wow. Okay. We'll be, we'll be better next week. Nice. Uh, baseball. Mets are the are the number three team on the run line this year. The Washington Nationals are the last or the worst team against the run line this year. They have got Corbin going, who is an absolute gas can. 14 runs, I believe it was, for the Mets scored yesterday. Mets run line was plus 104 last night. Betting or booking Mets on the run line today? Um, I think we'll bet this, too. Okay. Williams gives up a lot of runs, too. He These games that he pitches are overs. Mm-hmm. I think I like over um, in the game as well, but we'll bet this. I don't, I, I don't want anything to do with the Washington run line unless I'm getting like plus 120, and I ain't getting plus 120 at this price, so bet it. And finally, San Diego lost yesterday to the Cardinals, one of the best teams in baseball, in particular mm-hmm. on the road. I got plus money on them. I know Blake Snell, a little snake bitten. Lost back-to-back starts 4-1-3-0. Has not received the run support. Wainwright's not been great, though. He's been okay at home. Actually, worse numbers at home than on the road for Adam Wainwright. Betting or booking San Diego today at the Cardinals. Makes perfect sense. Uh, And normally, I would be like all over San Diego getting plus money today. But I'm going to book this one. This has the feel of not a public dog. It's just they don't hit when Snell pitches. Yeah, only, only, remember only three starts on the year though. So yeah, but even this goes size. back even to last year. Like Snell had to be perfect when they when they played, and it just I can't get that out of my head. So I'll lay the short price with with St. Louis. It's a pick'em game. I mean, this mm-hmm. is this is totals. What is the total? Let me click refresh. Eight and a half. Totals eight and a half now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Cardinals and under feels like an under game. Okay. I like to go money line. Okay. Take the plus money. Favorite thing about today is what? Well, uh, first want to thank everybody for the anniversary wishes over the weekend. You know, we talked about it here. We talked about Jessica last week and you know why she's my why mm-hmm. and all this stuff over the weekend. And so you guys know, and I'm all about family and friends and, and, and keeping your, your, you know, your uh, people in your life special over the weekend. My sister uh, came up with her husband and their son, Eli. Um, I got a text. They were driving up. Like, this is the way we operate. Like you, did you just decide you were coming? Like I got to coach the kids all weekend. Like, what are you doing? Coming up for the Bruno Mars concert. I'm like, oh, oh wow. wow, Bruno Mars concert. My nephew's in sixth grade. He's going to the Bruno Mars concert. This is the way we roll. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> so I said, well, the kids would love to go to Bruno Mars. If you could get extra tickets, see if Steve can do it, blah, 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 blah. I get a text Sunday after being at the fields in that wind the whole day, a game in which 
started off, I coached against Big Consig Kylie. She was a coach of the other team. We exchanged lineup cards at the plate. It was great. And I get the text Sunday. We got two tickets. Who wants to go? Ooh, that's hard. We got five in the house. Well, obviously, I'm out. So now there's four women. I got to decide who gets the two tickets. Well, the eight-year-old's out. See, you're wrong. Eight-year-old's wow. a favorite. She's in. I want her to go. And now I'm what like, time what time does the show start? Nine o'clock p.m. on Sunday night. That would have been. That's my out right there. Uh, you, you you've run with the share pants. We're we're yeah, you are a late crew, but it's still late. I mean, nine p.m. on the strip is a late night for any kid. That's late. I say it out loud. She's the only one home. Oh, she's no. like, oh, I'll go. I said, oh, I knew it. I knew you would. So she ends up going with her sister Kelsey. Oh, Kylie's nice. still not talking to anybody because she didn't get to go. She's pissed oh, off. Oh, yeah. So she's the oldest. She's yep. mad. And then Jessica had to keep the peace. So she volunteers and doesn't go. Well, she wanted to go, but she couldn't go. It was going to be her and Kendall. That was the original plan. Ah. And we got to deal with the teenagers. And we said, somebody got to go. Like, So the best part about today is that there's nothing going on today. <laughs> There was so much going on over the weekend yeah. and all of this stuff. So we're coordinating our first one of the kids that we coached and become a dear friend and family friend has her graduation party today. So we're trying to figure out how on a Tuesday with work, shows, games, practice tonight, how we're going to all go and show up at this graduation party. But other than that, my favorite thing about today is that there is nothing going on right now other than me and you. Now, I'll do mine quickly, but real quickly, you're off tomorrow, right? I am off tomorrow. That's uh, It can't be my favorite thing about today because it's tomorrow. But Middle can say Kelsey is graduating high school. Unbelievable. So the ceremony here in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand Arena is at 8 a.m. So we got to go and sit through commencements at 8 a.m. And then apparently there's a breakfast or lunch planned after. I told them to please invite me only because I'm the dad. I said, can I please come to whatever current events are going on after this? So I will not be doing the show tomorrow with you. So I don't know yet who's going to do it. Sean Lockhart from Pops Arizona was going to do it, but he actually just texted me and said he can't because he has a big meeting he can't miss. Uh, so we got we got to run into Dubsy and see if Dubsy Wednesday can become Dubsy co-host tomorrow. So we'll see what he's up to. Oh, if, man, you better so, keep up with that. So if it's not Dubsy, I don't know who might be doing it. But if it's just me, we might actually do a unique thing where we may actually get the brigade and line them up and bring the brigade on to do different, to have them hop on in. Oh, and we, man. And we may just bring out the, the audience and do a, oh. a do an AMA, 10, 10 people who want to be in it, give them 10 links. Man, wait for me to do that. I want to meet these, <laughs> see these, some of these people. That's so, an awesome idea, but. So we'll um, do the, we'll, we'll bring out their brigade so people can hop on this show and people who've been around for a while. So I, I be on the lookout on my Twitter account brigade on the hashtag. If you ever thought about wanting to be on BVB, you'll be on sports grid. You'll be on with me. 
We'll go through all different things and all you guys, you know, you know, SoCal DJ, if you guys want to make your TV debuts, your Stevie Max and whatnot, you can be on your phone. So you don't have to be by a computer. So we can just send you a link and you can come on in. Um, And we'll just kind of do a a really fun, different type of looking show for tomorrow. So I don't know yet what we're going to do. Once we get done here, we'll kind of figure out what we're going to do with it. But uh, that's what the plan is for tomorrow with you being off. My favorite thing about today is real quick and real easy that I am upright and awake and I'm not coughing every time I want to speak. Thank so I'm very happy for my uh, health at the moment, being in recovery and getting out of whatever the hell I was dealing with over the weekend. And, um, you know, it was a rough long weekend, but I was really lucky because I'm not sure if I would have done the show yesterday it would have been a push probably would have hurt me to kind of get on and do the show yesterday. So I was very thankful for the long weekend. If you told me today was Saturday, I would probably believe you because I don't know where the last four days went. I'm just like, <laughs> like where did the day go? But I was asleep the entire time and I got to watch the Celtics, which was great. So uh, happy to be healthy, but give my best to your daughters and your family. Enjoy that tomorrow. It's a special, special time and a special yeah. day. Really cool. Happy you're going to get to get to spend that time with them. The weather's going to be nice for tomorrow as well. It's going to be a gorgeous week here in Vegas. So very, very cool stuff. So Amen. he's Dave. I'm Matt. He's not back tomorrow. I am. He's back on Thursday for the Bostonian versus the book. Yeah.